0: back to another essential edition of the Michael Deacon program reporting to you live from the wastelands of California I look forward to once again serve you those sounds of salvation first time listeners out there thanks for stopping by we appreciate that the pleasure is all yours tonight the man of the hour makes his return Mr. Michael Horn and I believe he is patiently waiting I don't want to Do the intro and bio and all that jazz. I think you know very well who Mr. Michael Horn is by now, and he is patiently waiting. Let's bring him right on in, and I believe he is here. Is
2: that you, Michael? Are you there? I'm here, Michael, and uh, I hear a secondary. Do you now? I ah, it's like a repeat. (laughs) What happened? Can,
0: can you not hear me?
2: I I hear you. Uh, I hear myself what on a, another show.
0: How do you hear yourself on another show? Are you hearing a, a loop of sorts?
2: Yeah, maybe that's it. Let me just check it. You might
0: have to uh, close it's your getting, window there. Yeah, I got it. I think there you good. go. There we go. You did you story. did the uh, dreaded mistake of leaving <laughs> the um, show running in the background there.
2: <laughs> that was it.
0: You're caught up with the comments.
2: Ah Yes, and lovely as they were. Yes, the
0: uh, chat room there, and we'll be talking about that in a moment here. And, Mr. Horn, i got to admit, you know, I have goosebumps right now. This is like old times when we do these shows on Saturday. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, and we've done a few of them, Michael, haven't we? We've been doing these for a long time. I'm thrown back by it, really, to be honest with you. I can't believe we've been doing this for so long.
2: (laughs) Well, yes, a— A mere uh, blink of the eye in in terms of the cosmic clock, but nonetheless, for us, mere mortals, momentous, enduring, and brought to you tonight by. I'm sorry, I was thinking. That's
0: all right. Yeah. Don't worry, I appreciate (laughs) that. And Mr. Horn, I got to say, you're quite controversial. Of course, you're the media representative for the Billy Meyer UFO Contacts. And of course, we're going to be talking about all of that. And for those who don't know you very well, uh, we might have a few of them let's be let's be more cordial here. Um can you tell us a little bit about yourself and of course, Billy Meyer well, sure,
2: um pardon me, uh, I can mix and match a little bit. Uh, I'm fond of saying that I was born at a very young age, but now I'm not so sure of it. I did become interested and aware of Billy Meyer and his rather remarkable historically unprecedented. Contact case in 1979. And that was because I walked into a bookstore that was at the time located on Melrose Avenue in, I guess, the West Hollywood area of Los Angeles called the Bodie Tree. And I saw the first coffee table photo book of Billy Meyers' UFO photos, all, by the way, pre digital era, along with other evidence and Various information pertaining to the man, Billy Meyer, who's 85 years of age now, and who claims that since he was a five-year-old boy in 1942, growing up in Switzerland, that he's been having voluntary, wide-awake, face-to-face meetings with extraterrestrial human beings and for very specific, very specific purposes. And of course, if you if you take that and roll it around, in so to speak, in the tongue of the mind, it is something that goes beyond what we have become saturated with, especially in the last few years, which is the talk about UFOs and UAPs and all this stuff and government hearings, all of which I basically regard as extraneous distracting, disinformation-laden. I don't like that
0: term, by the way, UAPs.
2: I hate it. I I think it's retarded. It is. It's it's another trendy bit of nonsense to try to get people to, you know, babble about and identify with yet another distraction. You know, uh, I've come more and more over the past couple of years to say to people, look, if these UFO contacts are true, if they're indeed true, they are the single most important development, discovery, true story in all of science and human history. This is not intended, you know, certainly as entertainment, and there is an element, of course, to everything that can be entertaining or Engrossing can draw you in and train you, but this is something else, and it's hard for us to really speak about this and carry on about it uh, in just discussion without really contemplating and trying to determine whether or not such claims are warranted. Could it be true or not? You know, is this really occurring In, in? I want to believe. Well, you know, you wouldn't get that uh, much support from Meyer on that, because, you know, those of us who are familiar for some time with this, uh, including with the the poster from the X Files, which used a modified version. Right. Of the I want to. Be- it's really there's nothing to believe here, and it's important that we don't. Uh, it it's viewed as critically important that. Nothing is believed in our lives that we determine the truthfulness of things to the best of our ability. We can come to trust certain things, people, or sources as being reliable uh, either <laughs> in a well, positive right, yes. or negative way. You know, there are people they are reliably, uh, you know, pick your favorite politician – and that's on the other side of reliability, where you know or as you know the famous statement about lawyers, you know how do you know when they're lying, their lips are moving, and that probably goes as well for most politicians but um I would say that what we want to do is understand a couple basic things if we're coming together to discuss this, even uh let's say you and I are the the more audible voices in this discussion, but we have people that are hearing it in real time as we are discussing it. And right now, for the now, for some people, is the post discussion. But this is in my life; it is the most important material I've ever come across. And because, Michael, let me let me yeah. cut in
0: really quickly and just sure. ask you this question: What was it exactly about this case? personally for you, that drew you in since there's so many other experiences and cases going on and have been going on, but why the Billy Meyer case in particularly for
2: you? Sure. Well, let me just, I'll, I'll, I'll fine tune what you've just said a little to my uh, understanding and satisfaction, then I'll answer. There are many claimed uh-huh. cases going on. So, okay. Yes. So what drew me in as uh, it drew in probably the majority of people. Right. Uh, initially is of course let's call it the eye candy, Billy Myers, UFO photos, his films, video, learning about the uh, metal samples and the analysis of the sound recordings and all of the evidence that has withstood uh, very very good scrutiny for over forty years here. Many um, years, yeah, yeah, and uh, and recently, I mean, even more intense scrutiny with better or more state of the art equipment and highly informed people in the past several years. And some of those people approached this material as skeptics. Very qualified people who did many. not come to it in, with objectivity. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: I was going to say many, just like, uh, Mr. Michael Shermer, who you had a, um, <laughs> sort of back and forth with. And, you know, he was, uh, pretty upset with me. I don't think he's ever going to return on the program. You know, he was accusing <laughs> me of setting it all up. Um, you know, at one time we were very curt, um, we we're, were very polite. I, I should say yes. very cordial to, um, w- one another. And now it um, uh, I think bridges have been burned.
2: Well, this is the difference between people who are scientifically minded, not just accredited scientists, but people who are scientifically minded. And by that I mean they want to approach evidence objectively, neutrally, using critical thinking, scientific and forensic methodologies. And they don't come to float this nonsensical statement. I I don't know if it was – Carl Sagan that brought it forth initially, but extraordinary evidence requires uh, extraordinary claims require, require extraordinary yeah. evidence well you know it's you put that to rest by saying so is it really extraordinary to say that the earth revolves around the sun it was extraordinary for in Galileo's time, but you see that's a prejudicial statement it 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 means that the person uttering that statement is claiming that they know what is the standard of truth and proof and evidence and that anything outside of that is, well, obviously extraordinary isn't even the word they mean because very few will ever say, well, that was extraordinary evidence, but I I see it's authentic. No, they approach it. Skeptics always bring that that whole – kind of mindset. That's why they define themselves, most often, as skeptics and not as scientists. You can't really be both. You can be skeptical at any given point in time. Sure. Meaning, right? You can be a scientist. Or, well, I'm skeptical of that claim. But that doesn't mean that you look at things through the lens. Then you say, well, where's the evidence? What's, how, do you, how can we determine this? And uh, I think maybe before you and I have discussed that, you know, I, I've had A national intelligence, former top, top level national intelligence uh, expert. He was actually a supervisor and investigator for the United States Air Force, Office of Special Investigation, and the Department of Defense come at me, guns blazing. I didn't know that this is who he was when he called me on a January morning in 2017 at 8.30 in the morning and continued to have, you know, a regular interaction, uh, I would say interrogation for three months with and by him, only telling me his name was Joe. Would I talk about the Billy Meyer case? Are you sure, Michael, because I think it's a hoax. And we proceeded for three months. He disappeared for five months and then came back in August of 2017 and said to me, I'm going to tell you who I am. I'm going to tell you about your Billy Meyer UFO case. And he said, check your email. I opened it up. Photographs of tabletops literally filled with citations. He had gone to the trouble to uh, do some close-ups on a number of them. They were from the Air Force. They were from the Department of Defense. They were all extolling his excellence and that this was a man who was at the top and should always be considered for whatever promotion he could possibly you know, acquire uh, in the future. Well, um, I said, yeah, that's pretty impressive. He said, you saw it. I said, I did. He said, delete it. I did. And then he said, now I'll tell you about your Billy Meyer case. I uh, examined everything that you had said to me and that I found on your website. I searched the internet. I searched. I was able to authenticate that the woman who uh, was supposedly a child in the 1960s when Billy Meyer was studying in India. Well, that she indeed was, as as you had on your website, a retired U.N. diplomat. And uh, basically what I want to say to you is that the Billy Meyer case is 100 percent authentic. I will take on any skeptics on your behalf. And he did. Kevin Randall, a UFO supposed investigator who – there's nothing better than the Roswell, uh, you know, so-called case to speak about, was one who stepped up to the plate and was promptly demolished. And then my friend Joe Tisk, this man's name is Joe Tisk, said, you know, the skeptics are not researchers. They don't know what they're talking about. I think I'll beg off of talking to them, but I'll, I'll give you the article. And he published, you know, through us, he put an article on the blog explaining how anybody – especially not requiring that one be a seasoned investigator and all of that can determine whether or not this is genuine. This is genuine or not. Go through the steps. And um, there were so many things in there. It was so obvious. And since then, well, certainly Michael Shermer is not going to ever want to talk to me again. I've had conversations. The only people that of, uh, in the last, say, within the last year, I had conversations with two scientists. One is a guy named Jonathan Jang from JPL, uh, who's at, uh, I, I don't know if he's at USC or someplace as well. And he floats these theories about aliens and a very nice guy, by the way. And, and both of the guys I talked to, I thought they were nice guys. N- neither of them knew their ass from their elbow and they, they were just silly and out of their league. Not with me. This is the beauty of it. Like, I, you know, George Neary said, Michael Horn's the world's leading authority on UFOs. I said, good, I'll use that. Anybody, anybody who studies the Meyer material knows more than any of these scientists who haven't. And that includes Avi Loeb with his silly, you know, rocks floating through space. The other guy who stepped up to the plate uh, and who probably re- regretted is a fellow named Robin Hansen. Uh, He also was interviewed by another fellow recently, we put up that video. These people make it up in their head, they know nothing, nothing and they embarrass themselves and it's too bad because they view themselves as experts, they publish tons of articles and they do interviews and they mislead people with their ignorance and their arrogance and their stubborn refusal to even look at the evidence. The second interview that was done with Robin Hanson by Chris Chalfant, uh, he asked him about looking at the evidence. And that was, the, you know, he had this interview a month after my conversation. <laughs> Jeez, he never looked at any of the, I sent him 17 different links just loaded with stuff. You know? And
0: he uh, ghosted you. He didn't respond. No response. No he response, all right. No,
2: no. So it's okay. Wow. Um, It's fine. These people, what they rely on quite frankly, is uh, the fact that we are pretty, well, we have a, you know, a certain audience in 206 countries, thank you very much, but it's small overall compared to the audience that uh, Robin Hansen can get if he goes on with Lex Friedman, the boy wonder who thinks he's an intellectual that knows so much. And of course, then he engages with people like Robin Hansen and Avi Loeb, giving imbeciles You know, airtime, and none of them will respond. I've sent them all, and other people, not just me, not just me. I've sent them all, any and everything. And it isn't, see, it doesn't rely on me. It doesn't rely on Christopher. It doesn't rely on, it relies on the individual who should, who should take responsibility themselves for determining the truth or not. It's easy. To, it's easy if you spend your time reading this stuff, and and there are now many, many more people than when I began who have, and a lot I think know far more than I about things. It's certainly, the German uh, audience for Meyer's material who can read everything in the original, uh. But you know, a lot of people are reluctant to step forward because there's such a stigma, because they get attacked. But UFOs, and certainly about Billy Meyer, because the people in the intelligence services, and the lovely UFO community have done an enormously successful job of distracting, disinforming, and basically helping our society, our world, to commit a slow suicide, quite literally. We are in such deep trouble, and a lot of it I put right on the people in ufology and paranormal, this and that, who make it up, who have no evidence, who can tell great stories, sell books at the expense of the truth that every human being should have the opportunity to determine for themselves. And so on.
0: Right. And Mr. Horn, why exactly the Billy Meyer case for you personally?
2: Well, interesting you mentioned it.
0: Bill why case. only the why only the Billy Meyer case, by the way? You know, why just one okay. story? What what about sure. those who you know, what, what about the other people out there that, you know, they want to listen to these other different stories and look for these sort of you know, a little bit of wisdom in each of them?
2: Well, we're not we're looking for factual truth. Wisdom as well, and I have known sure. nobody, frankly, wiser than Meyer, and people w- won't appreciate that unless and until they start to read what this man has written in his uh, There's a lot th- of material there, yes. Books. I mean, 45,000 pages of information. But let me answer. I grew up in the 40s, 50s, and all that, early listening to radio and watching the early TV space shows. I always was dreaming from a very early age about – Round disc-shaped lights flying in the sky. Before I knew, even from the radio shows. Understood. Yes. I Yeah. I wanted to know the answer to certain cosmic questions. What is God? What about the truth about Jesus? What's outside of space? How far does it go? I mean, things that were waking me up at night when I was eight, nine, ten years of age. So. That interest carried on naturally uh, in the fifties. Well, one thing that happened in the about nineteen fifty-seven or so, I remember I was standing in the hallway of a school that I was going to in Chicago, and a fellow approached me. I remember I was facing the door. He came up from my left left hand side. I will never forget this, and he started to talk to me. And he came to this point where he said, "And my dad told me that there was a crashed flying saucer." and that they took it to an Air Force base in Ohio. I think he mentioned his dad was in the military. And I I was interested in that. There wasn't much more to it. Until years later, I heard about Roswell, and that got my interest. Now, I started to look into any and every so-called UFO case that I could find. Now, I may have missed some. There's no doubt that I could have missed some. Uh, But by 1979, I I had heard about many things. And even after that, I didn't stop looking at information. I did not stop looking at UFO-related information in 79 just because I found the Meyer case. There was a limited amount of material available to me then. It wasn't until 1986 that I would get the 1,800 pages of the early contact reports that would fill out conversations and information that were mind-blowing. But let's go to your question. So I hear claims about this UFO case or that one. And to, to make it clear, even in the Meyer case, they've said that Roswell was real. The U.S. government has tied it up so tight that it may never be fully revealed by the government which doesn't mean that people can't discover the truth for themselves and they explained that there were androids that were piloting that craft Uh, these were bioorganic, I guess you would call living creatures they were not human beings they were the you know high-level robotic androids that the apparently the people from Zeta reticular seems to be the consensus that that's where that craft came from and these beings most were killed in the crash, a few survived at least for a time, and that they said that was genuine and that there were a total of eight or nine crashes that had happened mainly back around that time, and that there had been other sightings of other extraterrestrials. And we can fill in more information now about other beings that have advanced craft that either monitor the Earth from above or below, and Meyer has published a lot of information on this, there are no other actual contactees, meaning people, who meet with extraterrestrials who converse with anybody who is not of terrestrial origin?
0: What do you make of all these uh, women on YouTube, by the way, who claim to be in contact with um, someone in the Pleiades? They're getting these right. messages. It seems well, like a lot of women are all of a sudden.
2: Yeah, there are there are a bunch of slightly ventilated craniums. They're out all there. over
0: YouTube.
2: Oh yeah, and and they well, here's the thing about it. They use the term Pleiadians. As Meyer used that term, he started the use of that term in 1975 as a screen name, which he himself questioned when he was asked to use it by these people who are called the Pleiaren, for what it's worth. And he said, well, why would you want me to call you Pleiadians? There's no life in the Pleiades whatsoever. They said, well, of course not. But you will find that now you are going to enter into a much more public presence uh, your material is going to spread worldwide. It will be largely responsible for the great coming UFO controversy. And there will be no shortage of people who are going to claim that they are meeting with us, channeling us, having our children, ambassadors, etc. And you don't have to ask us each time one of these airheads pops up. You will know just by their claims, of course, that they are self-identifying as liars. Now, that's what that information said. But let's, well, let's have, if we're going to be fair about it, let's just take that criteria into a more neutral, less opinion place and say, Michael DeCon, do you know of any of these Females males making these claims, and there's no shortage of them, who has produced one piece of evidence of verifiable extraterrestrial manufacture. Not, once, and not one. Not once. No, not one. And one sentence of previously unknown significant scientific information subsequently corroborated long before our scientists discovered it. Now, in the Meyer case, just so people know, we have something like 250 specific error-free examples of prophetically accurate scientific environmental geopolitical medical financial etc information there's no shortage error-free. of um
0: no shortage of photographs and video and eyewitnesses as well
2: no shortage whatsoever you know back in I think it was 20, officially in 2012, they had 90 eyewitnesses, it's over 100, 120, I'm one of them, many people, you know, and and many of these people, you know, they, they weren't alone either, they were with groups of people, there are five other photographers, the physical evidence is ironclad, all the attacks on it have failed, the prophetically accurate information is staggering i mean i have by presenting it to people who were scientifically minded just stopped them in their tracks when they looked at it and tried to say well could it be luck could it be could it gee how did he do that you know we're talking 30 40 50 60 years before official discovery before the events occurred we're talking about information about black holes, Mars, and every other planet in the solar system, verifiably copyright verified, published by Billy Meyer prior to official discovery. Now, I don't want to just roll over that. I want people to understand that, wait a minute, anybody can determine the truth for themselves. You can check out that claim. We've got a you know, a couple websites full of this information, dates, times, places. If that's true, we come back to this premise. If that's true, it's the most important thing anybody will ever learn about in their lives. And that is because the layers, the implications, the staggering depth and breadth of this information is so essential to our future survival right now to any and everybody that would hear this to the generations younger generations and older that are here now and that are coming this is not just for entertainment and it's hard for people to grasp it because like you threw out that silly term uap sure everybody you know UFO, UFO Twitter, hashtag UFO Twitter, is filled with this lunacy. Oh, my.
0: I had no idea that you knew anything about that, Mr. Oh, Horn.
2: Quackery. Oh, my. Claims. That's innocent. pretty funny. <laughs> oh, please. These are oh important wannabes, people who have no knowledge, no experience, no research, no nothing, no significance, and I, I would never see any of them showing any credentials for anything of significance in their lives, suddenly, they are <laughs> UF, oh, or let's call it by their term, UAP investigators. And they're concerned with the government hearings. And they're concerned with what the world's most famous toilet paper salesman, Lou Elizondo, oh, yes. has to say about things. By the way,
0: Mr. Horn, you're not a JW, are you? The chat room wants to know.
2: JW? Who's JW?
0: You know, the uh, people with the hats, the small hats.
2: People with the small hat. I, I, you're losing me. Well, I, I, they're asking no, if
0: you're if you're Jewish.
2: Well, Judaism—that's a, a religion. I'm not a religious person.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm I, just wondering. I, you know, I the am. chat room. You know, we're very open oh. here tonight. Um, you know, it's oh, Saturday. So it's well, a well. lively crowd. We're going to be taking calls. You know, people are people Good. are fired up here. It's all right though.
2: Well, let me let me explain that a little more because people are, have been led to believe—a very appropriate term when talking about religion—that. Uh, people who are Jews are of a particular race the, I, I don't buy that my ancestry is Russian Austrian I think there's some Greek perhaps Polish going you know way back I come from a non-religious family on my father's side from the Austrian side uh, they had to flee Europe when the Nazis came in people who were quote unquote Jewish and non-Jewish were trying to get out my mother was Russian, orphaned at a young age. She fled the communists in Russia as a 10-year-old girl getting into Estonia and then ultimately into Germany. Uh, and that's then a, That's had a deep history. I,
0: that's a very deep history. I had no idea.
2: Oh, yeah. Kind of an interesting I'm, – I'm like first-generation oh, wow. American. And I, we didn't – I had – I'll tell you one thing. Yes, sir. <laughs> and to me, it was the funniest thing. We had nobody in my family – That had any religious impulse except for one person. I had a cousin, a young girl cousin, who decided she decided to go to Israel. Ah, okay. And she became or brought with her such extreme Orthodox beliefs that she was literally thrown out of Israel twice, yeah. And the fam- nobody in the family, they all just looked at her and shrugged. They couldn't know where this came from. But it happens. You know, there are people, that most of the uh, adoption of religions, I think, uh, there's a lot of Christianity and Islam that's adopted by people uh, when they're, uh, you know, uh, young adults or whatever. Sure, Or, yeah. or later. But uh, we have. Or in uh, jail. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. Running for political offices. Well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, But it it, it can and should be said that the Meyer material is not very favorable towards any religion because the origin of the religions, the the true identity of some of the prophets of these religions is presented in this material in the core of the material. The The core of the material is not UFOs. It's not the extraterrestrials. The prophecies and predictions are pretty darn important, but the core is what's called creation energy teaching, formerly called spiritual teaching. And I'm glad they changed the name because I always had trouble with that spiritual teaching name because it conjures up religion for people. And it's, <laughs> there's no beliefs, there's no religion. The teaching itself is go to a library and get a book that teaches you anything. And you're and
0: not, you're like, not a part of a cold, by the way. Just to clarify for the newer newer listeners, rather.
2: Yeah. Well, it's fair. You know, people ask this because the hatchet job that has been done through Wikipedia and other people, uh, the skeptic pedophile named Cal Korf, who has become very silent since I outed him for being a pedophile uh, and a major liar as well. They were all calling this the Billy Meyer sex cult, the Billy Meyer cult. I've been to Switzerland. Allegedly,
0: though. He's not really a convicted pedophile, though, right? Well, he
2: he is a self-admitted one. Just all you have to do is read his own words. I don't want to get in there to, you know, to spend time lambasting him. I'm not shy about telling people they can look him up on the Okay, I just, you know, I don't want a
0: lawsuit. I don't want to have a lawsuit on
2: our hands again. No, and it's not. Okay. I own anything that (laughs) I say tonight. They, they can, you know, direct their ire or fire or whatever at me. You are giving me a platform and, you know, this show does yes, sir. not yes. necessarily agree with that. Okay. Disclaimer. We're,
0: we're having whatever. fun here, but, uh, you know, we, we'll, we'll keep it serious as well. But, you know, I just want to put that out there. That's all.
2: Well, I, I just want to, you know, will flesh that out without any more about court. But this idea that's of okay. a, cult. a cult requires certain things. It requires. A leader who is inflexibly uh, and unquestionably followed who dictates the terms to the adherents who must do certain things in order for this to qualify as a cult, cults also are pretty well known for demanding that um you know the possessions the wealth of so-called followers are turned over to the cult. Billy Meyer is a member of a community he in this community has one vote among what's i think about 39 or 40 votes uh so a majority could overrule him the thing that's unique about meyer and why he has respect in this is that he's the one in this group who has those meetings and has those contacts which have already cost him 24 attempts in his life kidnapping attempts in his children that's crazy by the way It is crazy. Recently, and most people don't know this, in the past couple of months ago, uh, people from the Ukraine government, this is, you can read and determine for yourself if if you think this is accurate, sent him at least two letters imploring him to act and or to engage the help of those who he's in contact with, to try to stop the war by virtue of helping them to out Zelensky as a Nazi and to help stop the carnage of the Ukrainian people that was being perpetrated at the command, effectively, of Zelensky. And a lot of stuff. And Meyer wrote back and said to them, I cannot do anything about it. I don't have the power to do it. And I don't have the right to interfere if I do to... You have to take this on for yourself. Now, it was shortly after this was published internationally that Meyer got a visit actually from two armored Mercedes with diplomat plates on them from Ukraine. The first car apparently somewhat benign, some people coming to take a look around, the second car Men came out of it, uh, all the tinted windows, uh, windows, et cetera, and launched a – I think it was a six-propeller drone with cameras around the property to film everything around there. They refused to leave when asked. They did what they wanted to do and then left. Shortly thereafter, um, Meyer's property uh, became a kind of a central point for – People traipsing through who had no right for helicopter flyovers, airplane from the military, airplanes from the military, and other invasive actions to send a message to him. I don't know what's happened, if anything, along those lines recently. But and all of this, you see, people—they don't have to really. Get involved with the story or to has anybody knocked on someone's door and said, I'm part of the Billy Meyer sex cult would you like to join you got somebody <laughs> yes. you know I mean come on so there the, the people are always going to uh, try to discredit sure, and it's fine, take your shot at it. Meyer never complains He's, and you're
0: no you're no stranger to controversy you know you <laughs> no. you know you get people very very um riled up here. Um people go crazy by the way. You know, I had a sort of a, get rid of a few people that were kind of stalking you online as well. Huh. Death threats and that sort of thing, you know, it, it yeah. kind of bled over to this channel, and that sort of nastiness yeah. and uh Mr. Horn, I think a lot of a lot of the reason why you or one of the reasons why you get so much heat from a lot of people is because they assume or they sort of believe well, I shouldn't say they believe. It's it's the way you come across for some of them. They get very irritated by you. Yeah. They say, oh, he's just, he's arrogant and he doesn't really believe uh, X, Y, and Z case. It's only the Meyer material that uh, exists. I I think they get really
2: um, upset about that. Yeah. Well, I say to these people uh, with, with no malice, they say, well, do you have evidence that the other things that, you may be interested in, are genuine. There's plenty of, you know, stuff out there. I've not seen the inter- the evidence. Neither has Joe Tisk. Neither has, you know, w- let's remember astronaut Gordon Cooper, that video we've got on the site saying, you know, the Billy Meyer, that man in Switzerland, Billy Meyer, the best evidence, best photos, he's meeting with extraterrestrials. I don't know why people, you know, are attacking him. That's eh, a U.S. astronaut. It, if I... If I irritate people because I can say <laughs> I've spent forty three years looking at, this. they're like he's so
0: arrogant. It's only Meyer.
2: But the, but it, I don't care if there were twenty people. This it, I'm, I've got to say this with all due respect to people, because you're interested in something doesn't mean that you understand, that you have knowledge, let alone expertise, which one can have. I'm certainly not the only person in the world that's qualified to talk about this. If you can't do that on behalf of something that you think warrants at least the same attention as the Meyer case, why would you be mad at anybody? Only because you have not been trained either through your formal or self-education to Learn to think, and Mr. Horn. I I, I admit I hate to uh, cut you
0: up, but you know I sure. admit that you know this case has always been uh, fascinating to me. It's one of the very first ones I've ever looked at uh, growing up, and it's one of the longest uh, running to date.
2: Maybe the only one running to date. This case actually has been ongoing for eighty years. Meyer's first written information was over seventy years ago. It was like
0: nineteen sixty four, right?
2: No. Nineteen he he had his first contacts in forty two when he's five years old. Oh my god. First written statements that we know of forty six and forty seven. Nineteen forty six and seven. He's nine and ten years old. You read this and you think you are reading the work of a university professor. Except that it's better, clearer more precise than 90% of them. If I can make a generalization, that's all I do. Now, here's the thing. People can just go ahead and, oh, I just saw somebody wrote me something about being a grifter. What's a grifter? You know, here's the thing that people don't know. I've done a lot of things in my life. I have a lot of accomplishments. I set them pretty much aside as a focal point to do this work voluntarily for free. That means I contractually entered into agreement beginning in 2004, and I was doing it anyhow before that, to represent Billy Meyer material for him without charge. I would not ask for money or receive it from him. He wouldn't receive money, uh, you know, ask for it from me, vice versa, either way you want to go. And if anything, if I could make any money to help support the work that I'm passionate about and I do seven days a week in one way or the other, then I would sell films that I made myself self-funded or self-funded with the generous assistance of other people who believed in them and or will sell Meyers books. That he paid to have published.
0: Obviously, this is very important to you, in other words. Of course it is. It's the most important thing Yeah, you're very passionate about it.
2: I hear you. If somebody wants to say, well, this, it can't be that. I say, well, what's more important? If there is a real ongoing UFO contact case going on for 80 years, first of all, you don't know that it's genuine. You're anger and ire should be directed at all the pimps and phonies and charlatans, frauds and con artists who are involved in ufology, not a one of them who has a single piece of evidence and at the various governmental secret services and intelligence agencies who have contributed their best efforts to conceal and discredit, and disinform. That means that you people, wherever you are hearing this at whatever point, that have been caught up in this vortex where you're bounced back and forth, back and forth, you have not done your own due diligence. What if, really, either your or your family's or your you know relatives' lives might in some way actually depend on this? What if your own knowledge and wisdom would be enhanced by finding out the truth? Is it true or not? It's either the single most important true story in human history, or the biggest, longest, most impenetrable hoax. What would that be? What would that be? And you know, I just went into your chat room here. I see there's somebody that appears to not be positively disposed towards me or towards Meyer. I'm not sure it's a guy named Eric. So I'd have to say to him, Well, what, what's your issue, Eric? Why don't you call in? He, oh, he's very he angry.
0: You know, he um, he's very upset. What's he upset
2: about? Um, well, I don't he's know. Like,
0: I'm just, uh, I'm assuming he's upset.
2: I mean, I don't care. But it's like, if this is someone that sincerely says, listen, I'm really upset. This has got to be a whole, this or that or the other thing. What? Well, see, that's I one
0: of the things, you. again, I was just uh, telling you before, one of the things that people get upset about uh, with, with you, they get upset at They get really upset is when you say these things about Meyer and you sort of (laughs) not look at the other stuff out there. They're they're claiming that's always one of them that irks people the wrong way.
2: Well, let me let me say something here on my own dime. In addition to making my own films, I've managed to get myself to Switzerland 20 times in as many years I've met with. Meyer, every time I've interviewed him, I've tried to trick him on information that he had given me at one point. Tried four times in three years, I always had the same easy answer, it was right there. So, I've looked around to see how could this man have hoaxed this. I've gone to places that are in the photographs. I brought a guy with me so we could do some scaling with photographs to try to figure out where would this man Meyer have to be? How tall would he have to be? What would he have to do to? you know, to fake photos. So people that just toss this stuff out, they're they're probably highly religious or not mentally well or they never learned to think or they took on beliefs and they're invested in some fantasies because with all due respect to any and everybody that interviewed people and all this stuff in ufology, you're basically interviewing people that have tall stories or that have stories with a, a, a piece of, you know, Truth, and Michael, as you know, I, I,
0: me and you have gone back and forth on this. You know, sure. There's times where I, I believe, uh, in, in these uh, contacts, and then there's days where I don't. You know, I go back and forth on this one all the time, and I've been doing so since uh, I was a kid.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, you know the whole the whole story about Billy Meyer, uh, you know, being a child and having this sort of experience sort of reminded me of uh, Joseph Smith, as you know.
2: Well, Joseph Smith told tales with no evidence, and, you know, as every religious leader did, you know, every religion, every, you know, prominent, let's say, Western Judeo-Christian religion, variation thereof, rests on one premise and one premise alone, which happens to be inadmissible in a courtroom or in kindergarten. Here's the premise. What's in this book is true because this book says it's true. We There's no beliefs in the Meyer case. And I'm actually more interested to find out what's the stuff that you would have the most trouble with. I don't attack people that even that attack evidence or anything else. I want to address it. So on the off chance, with you I think it's a on chance but with the off chance that some people are sincerely wanting to know the truth, I think you do. Or you wouldn't be doing it. They wouldn't be so I'm passionate happy. about it. I'm sorry?
0: I said they wouldn't be so passionate about it if they, you know, didn't care.
2: Yeah. Something ticks people off. That's right. And, and so even when somebody says, uh, Michael Horn's a lie, what am I lying about? What? Why don't you check the fact and the evidence out for yourself? So when someone does that, it means there's something wrong with them. There's something wrong with them. We don't force people to buy anything. We give away every day whatever evidence and information we can for free so that some people, this relatively minuscule number of people.
0: How many people are out there, by the way, in this ranch?
2: You mean knowing about the case all around the world or well, just physically out? there? There are quite a few people over time, the number who've come upon this material, it's in low millions that know about it. It's
0: very popular, and, by the way, for those that don't know. Here in America, you know, we hear about this, but it was even bigger in other countries
2: Yes, because in other countries, there are people... Look, I've been to with Meyer, we're we're meeting, and he says, listen, I'm sorry, I have to go now because one of the people from the military base is coming down. They have some questions. People at high levels in Switzerland who ask for and are given by Meyer that anonymity so he doesn't out them, they come to talk to him. Uh, They know, and they have to remain quiet because it's, you know, political things there. So if people want to say... I really object to you doing this, Michael Horn, because this is a lie. I said, "Well, what's the lie?" I don't know what could be a lie. Are your eyes <laughs> deceiving you? Is, are you deceived by scientists, photographic, cinematographic, um, special effects experts, metallurgy experts, electrical? I mean, I can give you thirty categories of expertise that Meyer would have to command in order to have pulled this off single-handedly, literally, without financial resources. Right. Because that's been investigated. And well. no
0: one's killed themselves, you know. It hasn't been like a Heaven's Gate sort of cold, you know, with Marshall Applewhite. Planet Apple Earth. You know, like hasn't been like, hasn't
2: been like that. Be no. Your only chance to survive. Do you remember
0: that, by the way, Mr. Horn? Wasn't that um, a fun time? To
2: evacuate is to leave uh, with us. I don't know. Is it? <laughs> no it sounds like a what was it a, that was the heaven's gate uh, yes that was uh Marshall apple Watch. that's right really yeah oh my god you know uh those people were misled by some people that were very evil that were here on the planet too i don't want to actually get into that story too much but you know
0: it just reminded I, me so much right now um we're you know we're yeah. we're learning, but we're also having fun. Uh, but yes, Mar- Marshall Applewhite, his name just appeared in my head, and I thought, okay, at least nothing like that has ever happened on the com- on the compound.
2: Now, you you know, it's the antithesis of this stuff. This is why I want. Look, you're you're not an unintelligent person. If you have if you have those, well, I don't know about this thing. Those are the things I want to hear about. I want you to say, okay, here's the thing that's really just perplexed or baffled or it doesn't seem credible to me so that I may or may not be able to answer it but I don't mind hearing it I don't mind hearing it if people want to you know say here's a challenge I've got well fine give it because you're going to you know maybe get uh, you'll be echoing concerns that other people have
0: and that's why I always respect you Mr. Horn you know you're always open Uh, for criticism and towards criticism, you uh, sort of appreciate that. And of course, if anybody wants to call in, that number is 424-666-2425. Mr. Horn, would love to talk to you, and we'd love to hear from you as well. Anyone who has uh, anything to say in regards to the Meyer case, um, please uh, step forward. We'd love to hear from you.
2: Well, here's the thing. When I realized that this one man, and the people that help him but this one man without seeking fanfare without seeking fame and fortune and all that stuff has put his life on the line it's a labor of love along with the playar, and the alleged extraterrestrials with, that is is unequalled in our history and it's because humankind and this I'm, I'm not trying to be rude here, humankind, the mass of humankind now the mass consciousness is so stupid in that means, yeah, yeah, unthinking, no stupid, hopelessly stupid, that the the best information on COVID, which I began publishing Myers information in English, February twenty fifth, twenty twenty, every single thing they published from that day on till now, ironclad, error free, no theories, no corrections, accurate, and published before, the WHO, the CDC. Yes, that's part
0: of the uh, prophecy of Billy Meyer, for those who are wondering right now. Um, He's made many predictions over the years for um, many, many moons now, and uh, COVID was one of them.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, it goes back. They were already in the 40s. Here's the thing, and I'm just going to say, according to the information in the case, According to the information in the case, time travel is one of the main elements that has been used for assessing the hardcore predictions, those things that will occur without doubt, and some of the prophecies, and even going back many thousands of years with the other contactees in this lineage, the other contactee prophets. Who worked with the Playarin of those times, including known to most people as Enoch, known in German as Henoch, the Henoch prophecies foretelling the coming war with Russia, the attacks on Scandinavia, the Russian troop movements which have taken place since this was published, to our Congels, all of what's going on right now. And
0: what is Meyer saying about it uh, about this war in the Ukraine?
2: this was something that uh, shouldn't have happened but the genesis is that the U- us and nato which are you know almost one and the same in some ways have been manipulating and lying uh breaking their agreements since 1990 to russia to not expand uh territorial uh, claims or placements of uh, weapons etc and putin for the longest time please don't do this let's keep to the agreements And unfortunately, even as Meyer says, it is too bad because it's an act of war and under all circumstances is a crime. But Putin lost his uh, patience. This has been – look, they have – this has been foretold for decades and centuries and millennia. And it is the policies of the United States that have been foundational to this country since the 1700s for worldwide – you know – Domination and various powerful military and capital organizations and entities entities that have arisen here, Black Rock, et cetera, foretold by the way, long ago in the Meyer material. Um, these things are part and parcel for the power crazed people that are part of this Western, you know, agenda, which will bring now. It's pretty well guaranteed. Unfortunately, this country will be destroyed utterly in time. Uh, Canada is not going to fare very well, uh, either, because of certain things. That are emphasis- there any
0: Are there any dates you can uh, give out here, or anything close?
2: Well, when you think it look, might happen? Uh, it's not so much about giving the dates because Meyer did say something in an interview from 1982, and he made one mistake. He rarely makes any mistakes. His English is pretty good, but he got a word wrong. And in the 1982 interview that he gave, he stated that uh, because he was asked about the coming. Third World War, which they actually admire, they consider it the Fourth World War. I won't get into that, but the Third World War, uh, he was asked, well, where will you know the where will it start? And he said, well, it will start in the north, in the east, and in the west simultaneously, within a few months of these things well who, where will the first attacks be well the countries that will be involved uh the the genesis and this is Meyer talking in 82 you have the falkland islands you have iraq iran israel but the first attack will be russia attacking great britain russia attacking great britain now i have posted some recent things where you're going what is great britain trying to bring this down on their heads you know the Okay, so he says that, but then he makes – the guy says, to him, well, when will this happen, the Third World War? And he says, well, before 2020, and he meant to say after 2020, after 2020. So um, we are seeing it unfold right now. Now, the thing is we can say, well, I want more of this and more of that. We are irrelevant with our demands we either heed the warnings which have been error free for decades millennia and yeah and you know centuries and millennia um or we don't it's our choice we have free will no one's coming to save us the pleiadians basically said they're through with us we are too stupid to deal with They have completed their part of the mission. They still meet with Meyer. They still have conversations, which he publishes, for the sake of those people who want information about so many things in life that are just fascinating and helpful.
0: Sometimes I wonder why they even bother with us.
2: There was a connection. There is a connection uh, going back a very, very long time to their forefathers who were, in some but not all cases, uh, connected to, uh, well, being our forefathers to certain parts of our heritage as earth humans to certain groups. And there were other extraterrestrials have, that have done similar things because they could. And, and Mr. Horn, let me,
0: let, let me stop you there really quickly. Sure, sure. Um, you're not religious or anything. Um, uh, not at all. Well, do, do you subscribe to, you know, that what the Sumerians believed that we were created?
2: Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead with
0: your question. Oh, I'm just saying that you know we were, our DNA was manipulated. Basically, that we were
2: created by them to mine gold. Well, that isn't what really necessarily what the Sumerians said. That's the interpretation that Zachariah Sitchin. It was a prime proponent of well, that too, and yes. other things, right? Sure. Well, in the Meyer material, what we learn is that the true history of the Sumerians, a largely very peaceful and advanced race, were the progeny, if you will, of progenitors from the Syrian star system who helped them to develop a very advanced culture. And this whole nonsense about Nibiru. Uh, that the New Age and UFO UAP nuts. We've never talked solved. about that here, by the
0: way. We've never talked yeah, about Planet Axor well, or Nibiru. I'm you, I'm glad you're telling me about this you, now.
2: You brought that, you know, the Sumerians up. Um they recognized it as an object in the sky. They never thought it was inherit uh inhabited or if they they did it's a it uninhabited comet that has a periodic visit to the Earth, what, every every 3,600 years or whatever? Uninhabited comets. No, the gods of the Sumerians didn't have them enslaved to mine gold to throw into the atmosphere and however that kooky stuff came about. These were people who actually eventually got kind of run off a bit by more aggressive uh, developing Earth people, Aryans or what have you. And there's a lot of information in the Meyer material about it. And this is where people with half knowledge, half understanding, or whatever, go and start these things. This is where the Erics of the world, uh, you know, get on board and they lock onto something that.
0: Did you just say the Erics really, of the world? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I my.
2: The guy, you know, because they're too cowardly. Look, the world is filled with cowards, with weaklings, spineless wimps who want to attack anonymously, screen names this and in the dark, throw a dart. Go ahead and come forward because you will have more credibility. You'll be honored as a human being, which is what we are all striving to actually become, not spineless, wimpy cowards. If you come forward and say, look, Mr. Whoever, I don't buy this, and here's why, and I, this is what I think or believe, and this is what I challenge. I say, fine, Well, then where's your evidence for that, and what would you like to challenge in this evidence? And you have it as a civil conversation, because it is up to each person. I'm not here to enforce beliefs. Billy Meyer certainly isn't. Why would I? He presents his evidence, and people like top level national intelligence people who don't believe in ufos and are tasked with protecting the security of the country and the lives of 300 million plus people who come as skeptics and say this is authentic i watched every interview with billy meyer this is what tisk told me afterwards that's the most honest man I've ever seen. And I've vetted hundreds of people, people who were aspiring to higher office, who had higher office, who could have their fingers on, on you know, the nuclear button. I know when I'm seeing, talking to and listening to a liar, Billy Meyer's not a liar. And his evidence speaks for itself. And anybody can prove it to themselves. So there is that whole thing. If you want to try to, you know, get people to go, well, maybe I should look at it because you don't have to believe experts about anything. You shouldn't. If you get protocol, someone says, here's how I determine this is truthful. This is the way I as a top intelligence officer, this is the way any top military or police officer will go through evidence to assess it to determine its credibility. Here's how you can do it. You don't have to believe me. Tisk didn't want to talk to any more people. He just went to live. He's an expat. He doesn't even live in this country anymore. So does a person have enough concern? It does. The, it resonates to them when someone says the most important information I've ever come across, the key to our future survival. I've been saying that publicly since 2004. I didn't just come up with it because when I was reading this material and the prophecies and predictions back then And going, wait a minute, well, this has already come through. And these other things, this man is, he's giving us the key to our future survival. So people don't want to know they want to be entertained. They want to feel important. They want to do something if they feel that they are just insignificant in life. And nobody needs to feel that because the beauty of the core of this case, the teaching gives the person, anybody who can read it, and go, wait a minute, they're speaking to me as an essential creation of the creation. I am an inspirited human being. I am of equal value to every other human being who's ever lived or ever will live. I may not have all the talents or accomplishments or importance or liabilities or handicaps, but I am intrinsically of equal value. If I am of equal value, What what are my capabilities? How do I learn to access my full potential without believing, without praying off to outside beings? Where in me is that access? And there it's there, you can find it. Plenty of free articles talking about it. Plenty of Myers' brilliant books. That's the gift to humankind. This material, let me just say it to you and your audience, Michael. For the most part, it's not even for us now. Because look at the resistance. Look at the level of thinking. This is for the survivors of what now has become from a prophecy to an unstoppable prediction. And no amount of, you know, I, I'm a believer in this, and the Sky Daddy's going to save me. If we don't already get the reality that trillions of prayers to the deity of your choice have been ushered heavenward since the beginning of time and they just go nowhere. They're not granted because all of your enemies would be dead by now. All of America's... Ever, the world would be wiped out because everybody prays for everybody else's destruction and then, and you'd be rich beyond imagination. But we are asking people to think for themselves. I did not see communion because I know that Whitley Strieber is a sci-fi author and he's got a niche for himself and he has zero evidence of anything I didn't I'll tell you you know people said to me well what do you think about Travis Walton and I said well you know interesting you should ask maybe it's 10 12 years ago whatever I was lecturing in New Mexico and he was lecturing there and we all went out to breakfast together and I found him to be a very likable likable guy I, and I also felt... He's a and, nice guy.
0: He's been on here on here before. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: he he was congruent with his feeling, of, and if you will, belief in what he had to say. I don't think he's hardcore about saying that he knows for sure it's extra... He knows something happened to him as do the people who were with him. And I buy it. I buy that something happened. As I say, I've looked into a lot of... Other it is
0: companies. hard to, you know, it is hard to sort of shoo um people's claims and experiences, especially when you know about a secret space program, you know about um, all these individuals like um, Warner Von Braun, you know, going back to World War II, you know, there's all these things that have been going on, It's and you see all these things, and you see these documents, and it's hard to just say, well, alien life doesn't exist, because I I personally believe that we were helped uh, by someone else somewhere else, um, somewhere far away, that's not human, I would, I would imagine.
2: No, these are human beings. If you're talking about the play iron, and they and others have assisted humankind over many, many, many millennia in different ways, that information's also covered in the case. But here's the thing the people that are coming forward now, it's too easy. You've got anybody can make claims and, and catch an audience because most of the audience is not discerning. They can't discriminate between reality and fantasy. They don't look for, they don't demand, and they can't even uh, examine or investigate or research evidence if there is any. This is the whole thing. So I, I don't look again, people, they just, you know. It's just there. Anybody that wants to know can know. And I don't care if there's X number of contactees and they've got something to add to this, but it's all baloney. Where is the there? There. There's none. So if people you know, want to go back to their everyday talking about this one and that one, because it makes them feel important, like they're significant, it it helps them to get out of the boredom of their lives. Are
0: you a intelligence contractor? That's what uh, Eric wants to know, Mr. Horn.
2: <laughs> Not to my knowledge. I don't get, nobody's sending me money. I think
0: so, aliens see, might be, um, you know, they help the Germans. They are, uh, the, they're, they're there, racist, by the way.
2: There, there are things that happened <laughs> even with the best of intentions. Nazi
0: UFOs.
2: Well, you, you know, here's the thing. The, for, how to put it, I would answer, I would talk to people about whatever I can, whenever I could and whenever I can, and basically still say, please check this out for yourself and determine the truth for yourself. Right. And people say to me, well, do you really have personal evidence? Well, I can say, yeah, okay, if you want to know. Yes. Okay. Here's anecdotal. I've been within 20 feet of one of the aircraft. Okay, good. I've had six, seven other sightings, two of which I think were there aircraft. But here's something. In 2009, I received information passed to me in a document from Billy Meyer from these people giving me advice about something where there was a trap that was set that I wasn't aware of. They told what it was and why I might want to, uh, you know, not do something or do something else. It was very straight ahead, Mm. very clear. I see. I took the advice, and days after withdrawing from an opportunity that was being dangled in front of me, precisely what they warned of occurred, death threats, defamation, all sorts of crazy stuff. And I took the advice because I thought, I have enough evidence myself that this is authentic. And I trust Meyer myself enough to know, even if he was giving me the advice, that it would be wise to take that advice and see what happens. So most people are not, not, I was never trained to think scientifically, to analyze, to understand what constitutes evidence, evidence beyond, you know, proof beyond a reasonable doubt. And that's something that I don't talk about often. Some years ago, I was called into court as an expert witness in something completely unrelated to the Billy Meyer case that I had done extensive research on.
0: And by the way, we are sort of joined by a caller, uh, Mr. Hornet, to cut you off. But
2: it's fine. This person's been
0: on hold here. Let's bring them on. on. Um, Caller, go ahead. You're live. Hello. Yes, sir.
3: Hey, I I just think like uh, all this uh, UFO stuff is kind of a distraction for like I I think we're just like jumpsuits ourselves. So like if you're talking about like going far places, like if you're like a jumpsuit that can like see, see into these, uh, different places, like if you're, you don't have to be here, you could be other places, then I think it's, it could be done with like simple like ingredients, like, I'm talking like sensory deprivation tanks with like vibrational energy that's like coded to your specific brain. Like they could vibrate you into different planes of existence. So I have a like, question
2: for you on that because. I, you know, um actually, I I, I did some of those uh, tank things a few times back in the late 80s. I was in a sensory deprivation tank and stuff, and I actually wrote about, in 1972, before I knew anything about computers and all, I happened to have written about vibrational medicine and things that would come in the future. There were three things that kind of came to me. I wrote them down, and all three of them have come to pass, and so it was kind of interesting, but I, you know... What can I do with it? So my question to you is, let's just say that your theory has some validity that that can be possible. Is it also possible that it doesn't mean that that which I'm speaking to you about tonight is, you know, uh, applicable, that you can apply your theory to that and that your theory, even if it's correct in its own right, overrides or supersedes the evidence for what Meyer has been publishing and claiming for 70 years. That's all. So in other words, I'm saying, can you accept that your theory might have validity? Maybe you can or can't prove it. I'm not concerned about that right now. But if let's just say that you have a theory there that could be right. But does it necessarily mean that it's going to supersede hard evidence that's been vetted every single way scientifically?
3: I do think – certain things can supersede like in the future, like if they if we're uh find a database, if we've already found a database and we're creating stuff from the ether that but it's not us. If 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 it's something out there that we can go to and back and come back right. with information
2: then okay. I think like there's, time travel, there's no, like-
3: so let's, no, like, I'm only going to interrupt in-
2: because I want to say you've got another theory there. That's fine, but what I'm going to say to you is, in terms of let's call it just, and it's not—I don't mean to offend you by saying—in the real world, and that means also in the world of science, hard verified evidence, evidence supersedes theories because there's no shortage of theories.
3: I—I I, I I don't would, know. I just think that there's a real world that's more realer than this, and I have seen the real world that's well, more realer than this, and I've gotten that- a message from that real world, and I'm telling you right now. Okay. That, that shit's more realer so, than so that, dude, I'm telling you. That's so noticed. what we find here is only a sliver of what we can see. It's just a sliver. You pass the recognizable back, okay? The recognizable like, stuff you can break down and draw, okay? The stuff okay. you can map, that stuff's gone, dude. Yeah, I'm talking about 100% I, okay, but with respect, of it, 99% you of it, 99% of it you cannot bring that. back. Here we're let speaking about subjective, dog, I'm anecdotal you right
2: beliefs and theories, and that
3: in the real world. But there are beliefs and theories that can be easily tested with the body, you see. And technology no. is coming out, and I'm telling you right now, it's going to stop. It's going to okay. stop when they well, figure this shit out. For
2: my part, as somebody that's speaking here and that I'm inviting questions, I would simply say I stand by this idea. Your theories may prove to be correct within that particular area uh, right now that you're stating theoretically and subjectively, they may prove to be correct. But in terms of a scientific approach, that does not at this time, and it would remain to be seen, supersede the reality republic. of a hard, pre- already proved evidence. So I would say thank you very much for the call.
3: I mean, you don't see people going, being put under and brought back alive, life, you know, and doing weird shit. That's why you're not
2: seeing it, you know. This stuff no, stuff uh, I've just I'll just say this to you. That's why, what you're doing with your conversation past the point of having the person you're speaking to now, it's, well, it's a possibility. Some theories could prove you want to push that to the point of a reality that it doesn't have in the objective world at this time. It's not testable now, unless and until you go personally as the Proponent for it and get the testing done by those parties that you think are qualified to test.
3: Yeah, and how do you think, how do you think they would test it? That's, do you think they would do well, it without the data?
2: That's the question for you because if you enter into a, a realm where you're ca- calling and I'm speaking to you about scientifically rigorously examined information and, and vetted and copyright verified, where you call What can go, information yeah,
3: though? Because I haven't ah, seen any good. UFOs in a museum. Forget UFOs. That's not how can you study important. something that it's, doesn't exist?
2: Wait. Forget you. You haven't. I'm, what's? I'm sorry. Do you mind saying your name? If you don't want it, it's okay. But you're a person. I'm a person. So I'm talking to you, whoever you are, and I'm not trying to put you down. You didn't catch. Maybe you didn't come into the conversation at the time that we have so much already independently analyzed and authenticated evidence apart from the UFOs that authenticates the contacts. You're not perhaps familiar with it. You may not immediately recognize, but you can also email me if you don't mind. You could do that. Uh, you know, you can go to my blog and my website. You could ask me for a free film. I'll be glad to send it to you. Free, free, no strings attached. Don't sell your name or anything so that you could get familiar with this material and have a bit more to start to look at, because it will also give you an idea of, to your question, how would I do that? To whom would I go for testing the reality? Of I mean, my I, have,
3: I have a lot of ideas on like stuff, but I, for some reason, when I came out of my experience, I felt like I couldn't, like it would be almost like against my instincts to share about it, you know? So then sure. I get triggered when I see other people talking about, like, aliens or anything, like, experience-wise. Yeah. So. Well, that's it's, understood. It's, I get it.
2: And that's why I'm saying – It's like what's – I'm asking you questions. What would you need? How, how do you want – because you have theories. Scientists have theories. They test them. So – Your question is is a good one. How do I go? Where do I go? That's something. If you want to contact me, I'll try to figure it out for you. I don't offhand while we're speaking right now. I'm not going to go, well, I think you should contact this person. that one. I would try to help you or direct you to where you could find people who work in the field scientifically more related to the experiences you're having. I'm glad to help. It doesn't invalidate you. It doesn't. Prove the Meyer case. It doesn't invalidate it. This is the thing. People need to step up. You're stepping up. So I respect it. I don't have to agree with everything or not. I don't know. I can't judge your subjective experience. And nobody should. Take it another step. I'll I'll try to help you if you want. Send me an email. Get in touch and let me see if I have any thoughts or access to you anybody for you I'm not selfish about it
3: yeah alright yeah I was just thinking man like UFOs are probably man made I mean if there are aliens it's some it, I, my main theory is like a dedicated server it's like something we put out <laughs> seriously dude something that we can go to to collect information so if we all get wiped out it doesn't matter we still have uh Something. That's an interesting well, theory, energy. by the yes. way.
2: Well, you know, uh, Michael and Carl, I think you would find a lot of information in in the Meyer material that would really be addressing a lot of this. The things that are told about parts of us as human beings, we know nothing about. Nothing about past or future lives, how that works. And of course, right now we're not in a position to prove or disprove that. But we are offered the opportunity to think about it. And that provokes a lot of insight. It also makes it more fun for people to talk to each other. Because for instance, there are people every month, there's a number of groups that meet online and discuss Meyers' material. Nobody's the leader of it. They all say, well, let's talk about this thing and let's talk about that. What does that mean to you? This is where we take responsibility for ourselves for determining the truth. We're not relying on scientists who don't know a goddamn thing. We're not relying on religious leaders and political leaders. Fine. If you're into politics and religion, you enjoy that fine, but it's not going to get you answers like this, but you have to find out for yourself if you're interested.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Caller. Thank I you. I mean, that's, that's basically it, and like the unimaginable stuff is that's what drives me to like not want to believe anyone because like how can you believe something that can't? don't don't believe any of it, don't believe. No, I'm talking any. about like people and gen- like people like as as a way to take back information. How can someone if they can't imagine most of it? How can you get anything good out of it? Because like literally, it's it's something that you just can't. it Like uh, you can call it an alien, you can call it whatever. But it's it's there and you can't bring it back like get about that it's so stuff much and all so much information. It's so much something there, you that you don't even know.
2: Start at the beginning. Start at the beginning. Start reading certain things and then go piece by piece. What can I do with this information? Not to believe it. Does it does it resonate? Can I even prove it's true? Just, That's where we should be going, not taking on more beliefs and worrying yeah, about all this. I mean, stuff. mine
3: was my experience was powered by my heart. It turned so, everything it, to water and, like, okay, everything was liquid, not like water, but it was fluidy. And then in that, like, everything changes the faster you go through it. So the faster you go through it, you realize that everything changes to the point where you just, it's not you're no longer yourself anymore. You're not. But you're still there and then you reach the alien, you know, because it feels alien to you literally like it's the definition of alien. If you were born blank and you never learned anything and you're in a room and you've seen this, you would feel it's alien presence, you know, almost like seeing a new person in your life. No, I'm getting freaked out. (laughs)
2: <laughs> well look uh, I think you're onto something in terms of to, in my the way I'm hearing what you're saying because remember everything changes feelings change we feelings are a good barometer for certain things feelings are not a good barometer for other things thinking Works very well for certain very important things, but it doesn't work necessarily that well for certain feeling those things. So we've got to use the, the appropriate tool for the job, and we want to have them both in our tool case. So this is where you test things out so there's no belief. Somebody, tell me what I believe. I don't know. Somebody asked, I've been asked many times, do you believe in Lily Byron? I said, no. What do you mean you don't believe him? I said, I don't need to believe him. I trust at this point I've been able to determine he's truthful at a level that I know of nobody else in my life or, a, you know, a public that has that level of truth, truthfulness. So I trust it until I have reason not to. But it doesn't mean I believe I'm a believer. Oh, Billy Myers, I believe it. No, I, tr- right. I trusted this. I tried to trick him. I wanted to know if something he was telling me was true How, maybe he's lying. How can I Well, I know. If yeah, I ask belief, him 6 months from now, and 6 months really from them, and 6 too. months from them, he's gonna forget it. If it's a lie, he'll make up a new thing. You never made up a new thing. So, you got to figure it out for yourself. You can
3: do it. Yeah, I think I think yeah, that that's true and belief is a powerful thing. Like I try not to believe everything I hear, but it's or I definitely <laughs> don't. I really only believe it, like that's what drives me. And then since I'm a 1st stand counter of, I call it it or E.T., I don't know why I did it because it rhymed. I made a rhyming verse <laughs> with it, and it, <laughs> E.T. rhymes with a bunch of things. So I did that. So What was I saying? I forgot where I was going with that. Hey, listen, you're, you're
2: expressing things that a lot oh, of no, people. Oh, no, I was saying, okay, They're on. And
3: he's then, back.
2: He's, 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 he found it.
3: Yeah. Belief is uh powerful, okay? I was given a bottle. It's a really expensive bottle just because of how it looks, and it's really old, mm-hmm. and it has faces in it, like a lot of faces on the inside of it. It's a medicine bottle, and I showed it to someone, and just the way I presented it as the ghost bottle, I called it, I showed it to this person, and they were more superstitious and a lot more superstitious than me, but this is what kind of opened me up to the possibility of like what beliefs can do, and, like, I showed it to them, and before I did show them to it, they said they saw a reflection off the window of me, and they could mm-hmm. see the bottle, the faces in the bottle were my face before I even showed them the bottle, and like, uh-huh. this is... That's this an interesting phenomenon.
2: It, it, I don't know what it does, but this is this is why certain things are interesting. You don't have to believe in something. You can say, ac- I always say in the Meyer material, according to the information in the case, if it's something that I can't prove, if and I call it speculative. Well, there's this thing according to the, according to Meyer. This is uh, about this prophet or that one, or it's about reincarnation, or it's about I. I cannot prove that there are Pleiaren – there's a Pleiaren race. I can't prove that. I can prove that the information published by Meyer that he attributes to beings that he associates with the still irreproducible evidence of extraterrestrial craft and information inaccessible to Earth people prior to official discovery is trustworthy. I can't I, – I can say it's speculative that there's play aren't – how else do you – how else is it that when I brought this information to the scientist who's doing the imaging for the Mars rover, three pages of Myers information uh, with factually accurate scientific information about black holes in every planet in the solar system, the guy was dumbfounded. He couldn't discredit it. It was published before. I,
3: I do like that idea. Uh, what's it called? Uh, black holes and everything like they're basically make up everything like not well, like like planets and like the core of the planet could possibly be a tiny black hole, you know?
2: Well, yes, Um, it's not necessarily if even our scientists will say that it's not our planet, but it's. In space, and this is this phenomenon. Meyer has described also the opposite phenomenon, these space bulges that he published about before scientists even discovered that there's an opposite phenomenon to black holes. This is, I mean, there's so much here. This is. There is just so much here. But if there's anybody that has – I would simply say I know our time is running down. If there is anybody that has another question or a challenge or whatever that we could possibly address, I appreciate whoever you are, your, your name.
3: I, I yeah, like so wait. That this you, guy is claiming that he's uh, getting messages or something or like he can like, – No, he
2: no he, he meets he, – his claim, if you want to put it, he meets with human beings for the past 80 years since he was a five-year-old boy who have given him uh, – not only photo And we're, we're
0: talking about Billy, Billy Meyer, by the way, for those that are right. wondering who the hell we're Billy talking Meyer. about. Yes, we're referring to Billy Meyer. Go ahead.
2: Now, now, with Billy Meyer's information, we could say, well, anybody could say that except that they can't say it. Because especially like if you look at the astronomical information specifically given to Billy Meyer about – all the planets in the solar system and other phenomena before it was officially discovered by our scientists, and I mean by decades before, how do we explain that this man, who's not a scientist, doesn't have a big telescope, who's living you know, in, in rural Switzerland in the boonies, how does he get all this information about these planets and black holes and this and that, asteroids coming in and meteors? How does he publish that before we officially discover it? That's it. That's ironclad courtroom quality proof of first publication. So that is the kind of thing that you literally can walk into a courtroom with. And I ran it by a judge on one occasion. NASA says they discovered it here at this date. Here's what my friend says in this date in this book, Who Prevails? The judge says, you do. He understands copyrights. So this is where you can do you. You can do this. You can learn how to it's pretty straight ahead. Yeah. We we don't have to be, you know, I'm an astrophysicist and all these people, a lot of them don't know they're astro from their hole in the ground. And why rely on them if you can determine the truth for yourself? And it might save your life, quite literally. Wait and see what's coming in the next six months on our planet. Watch how things won't look the same <laughs> in many ways. Just watch.
0: I know. We're in the uh, final stretch of this year. We're coming up to uh, 2023. Will things get better or will they get worse, Mr.
2: Well, the environmental information, let's remember Billy Meyer is the first person on record going back actually to the 40s, but officially certainly to 51, warning about unnatural man-made climate change, global warming, ozone destruction, increased frequency and intensity of all forms of storms. Volcanic eruptions, seaquakes, earthquakes. He had specifically foretold how badly the U.S. will be plagued by fires decades before these things started to happen, even just a few years ago. All of this stuff, it doesn't, the true extent and nature of the environmental crisis and the climate and the the atmosphere is far, far beyond whatever Greta Thunberg and her jet hopping, uh, you, you know, people would would even think about. Everything we are doing right down to the electric cars is actually hastening the crisis and the unmanageability here in the west and southwest with the the droughts are only going to get exponentially worse because here it is, folks, at the core of it, too many human beings overpopulating. No, no, yeah. don't go killing people off. No, no, it doesn't go that way. Georgia Guidestones, those people got all crazy because some sensible people said, hey, listen, manage your population. Well, how do you manage it without killing people off? It's really fairly simple. And the play are and have been giving that information for decades. How you do it? is that you allow a natural attrition. You have a birth stoppage that lasts for X number of years, letting the natural attrition naturally reduce the population because as long as we keep on pumping them out, when the water is now being exhausted, when the arable land is being exhausted, when the heat is rising in places and it cannot, it cannot any longer allow the the crops when the various man-made acts that pollute the... I mean, we have to be literally stupid in this I wonder what they,
3: if they got a plan about it,
2: like... Yes, they have a, a plan. A radical it's plan. It's a methodical plan that doesn't require that we kill people off. And here's the problem. As Meyer foretold some years ago, there are people... Who are going to try to eliminate populations using viruses, using DNA weapons? Don't send your blood in for these stupid DNA tests, so they can keep on refining this. There are evil elite. If you want to just use this conspiratorial form, there are those people. You know, my friend. They it, are there, but this I is think, not. Uh, the way to
3: do they really want power, though. Then the more people, the more powerful you are. Yes, except it's now. Be, reached,
2: yeah, but it's reached a point where those who want more people as slaves recognize that now it's working against them. There's the resources yeah. that they need are also dwindling. This is fairly simple stuff. There is a coming global financial cra- crash. I put up a video in 2006 when Meyer first warned me about it. He's put up more information in 2017. Now you've got all the pundits. We have civil wars co- coming to am- America. Meyer first forewarned about in 81 and 87. All these people screaming on the Internet and conspiracies. They don't want to just refer to what – Meyer's been warning about because he also was giving the answers. So you can't have hysterics like Alex Jones, who's now probably going to lose a big part of his multi, multi million dollar fortune. It's a lot of money, because by the way. He went too far. Yes. He's, he went. Millions. He knows the Meyer material is real. I've sent it to him. Other people have. He won't mention Billy Meyer because he wants to keep on screaming and fomenting <sighs> more conflict so oh that my. people will. Turned to him and but he's now created a big problem for himself. We're not out there trying to overthrow anybody. Everybody's in it together here. If the population, if the people grasped that we have to start to stop and start stopping to keep on overbreeding you know over pumping we have to all these new beings need food and water and clean air and clean new stuff. We have to stop doing it, but humankind doesn't I think, want to listen. We
3: I
1: think
3: have it would be nice to make some like type one civilization or whatever. Like they need, they have the blueprints to do a lot of stuff. I mean, vertical farms, they could minimize the human footprint alone with vertical farms because everyone would be forced to live around them, first of all. And they would have lower. they would actually be positive for the environment.
2: You still need yeah. water for vertical farms. You still need the proper temperatures of not too hot, not too cold. You still need power to cool or power to warm. So the blueprint for survival has been given decades ago by these extraterrestrials. How we can manage our world. We don't want to hear it. We don't want to hear it. Oh, there's more than enough room. We could just stick all these people here or there. We don't understand the science
3: I know, but it doesn't matter anymore, man. It's not like no, Rome. They'll make That's us do it. Watch. I'm telling you, it's, if we have to do something, we will do something. Well, all, right, so now, all we're going to do sure now is do it naturally. I'm sorry to tell it to you. All, I'm don't, sure they'll try to do it naturally because naturally, is, I mean, you don't want to push anyone. You know, you want the healthiest humans, right? You want everyone to be healthy. But if it came down to it, we're building a ship. You know, as a last-ditch effort, if it comes down to a volcano at the last second.
0: Yeah, this is always the, the scenario that I always like to throw out there. You know, the there there will come a day when we might have – well, there there will be a day when we will have to get off this this planet, this island.
2: Well, there's information about that, and that is something that was foretold, but it's looking a little different. And the reason it's looking different is because the prognosis now – Is that we are entering a a phase almost, you'd have to say, unstoppable because of the lunatics that people elect and allow to be their so-called leaders. I mean, the the whole COVID thing with Biden. Biden, again, is now testing positive despite all the boosters. I mean, people don't see the farce. They still go for this. So the problem here is these people with NATO and the U.S. and all... This is pushing for a war that they want to have, that the Russians and their allies are going to win, ultimately, as foretold by the prophet Enoch, or Henoch, 10,000-plus years ago, and all the pieces that he predicted then that have already fallen into place and that which is happening right before our very eyes would indicate that we are now in that past the point of no return. So do those things that help you, the individual, to align with other like-minded people for your survival, for prepping. There's nothing wrong with that. You, you don't have to become a fanatic. You don't have to worry about shooting everybody. Prep, prepare as best we can. Find that information, including the teaching that tells you how to use your brain. That's what the Meyer case is about to, to assure our very threatened future survival as best we can. This doesn't require hysteria or conspiracies. It requires good, cautious, reasonable, rational thinking, and like-minded people. Find your people. Find the people that you resonate with, who want to do the right thing for survival, for each other, to be healthily interdependent, This isn't about aliens, folks. It isn't about UFOs. This was to get our attention. There are far more advanced beings. They've gone through this in their own worlds. They'd like to see us not destroy ourselves. But so long as we have these lunatic, incompetent leaders and bloodthirsty mercenaries and NATOs and all the rest, they will run us into the ground. They will see to it that this country is destroyed from coast to coast. The weapons that will be used against us, they've already been described. Sorry, because people worry too much about UFOs and aliens and politics and religion instead of, hey, wait a minute, I'm alive. There's something going on here. Let me take a look and think my way through it. Think my way through it. Don't believe anything. You don't have to join a cult. There's nobody coming to save us. You don't have to like Michael Horn, Billy Meyer, anybody. Just own your own life. Find out the truth for yourself. If you read something and it checks out for you, okay. well, read the next thing. What do I do with it? Okay. and that's pretty much it. If we could, if if Billy Meyer could have prevailed with this mission and and they've basically said, well, 10,000, 13,500 years, it's pretty much not happened. The survivors may pull it off in hundreds of years to come when they discover this and when they've, they're so sick of the wars and the, the crazy, insane, mind enslaving religions and politics that led to this destruction. They will never do this again. They will rebuild it for, from the ground up, working with each other, not trying to hoard pieces of paper and metal coins and amassing massive amounts of stuff they can never utilize in their own lifetime they will recognize that there's a life-sustaining force that is in this universe that is this universe when it's looked at as the greater thing this creation and we are parts of it, everybody here everything, we have a spirit, it's eternal it's immortal But
3: if yeah, I do think they're going to try to build it in us, that's for sure I mean, I I know people who are like High ups and like, let's say like like factories or something like that. Like yes. so it's it all comes down to human error and stuff.
2: Yes, a trial and the error and mistakes when you're are looking. part of it. Even though we're screwing things up, but there's some if we could learn from them in time, we wouldn't take this to the to the end zone, you know, the wrong end zone.
3: If data, we learn from our mistakes, we're always going to make gonna, mistakes.
2: There's He's no perfect
3: themes. That's what they're going to do. True. I mean, what I would do is use data. I mean, you, could, you can do well, data, and, and now we have AI, even better. So now you could do predictive AI. They can predict, predict everything you're going to do. So let's say well, you have – <laughs> I, I
2: just want to – I have to interrupt you for one reason. AI is predicted in the Meyer material. It was first published in German in 81, 87. Yeah, okay,
3: but – okay. In all, right? in all seriousness, man, like the past changes.
2: The no, past no, 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 no. Even, if, past someone, even if someone change. picks up something. No, no, no. no. If the past, no, the past changes. Past, not the, past the past doesn't the change.
3: The future. The future changes. The future is an all-changing thing. Like, some of no, it. Yes, some of it.
2: That's what we're supposed to do is change what will otherwise so saying, be a very so you're bad saying future. There's
3: some, there's some path paved in gold that no matter where we sway, we're going to end up back in this golden path. Is that what you're saying? You think? No. Let me,
2: let me, because you, you said AI, I want to tell you specifically what I mean. This prophet Enoch, and there was, here's some of the prophets, by their names: Henoch, or Enoch, Elijah, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Emmanuel, and even Muhammad. Emmanuel being the real man, there never was anybody that named Jesus Christ. There's no biography of Jesus Christ. There was a man, his name was Emmanuel. I won't go beyond that. Let's just say this, that Enoch, over 10,000 years ago, described computers, laser weapons, AI, clones. And said that the problem, the ultimate problem is that these will be developed during this time and they will threaten the existence of the human beings that created them. It's already pretty obvious. I put up a blog Mm -hmm. showing some of these things, the development they have right now.
3: They're going to threaten a part of them, basically. They're going to threaten humankind.
2: That we will not... That if we allow this, and right now the crazy scientists just say you can't develop another, they're going to, they're going to go too far, and we will be threatened by our creation. So too
0: far in what way? I mean, I think they've gone pretty far already, but. We ain't seen – We haven't seen nothing yet. These
2: things – there's things that already the public doesn't know about that have been developed. I asked Meyer about 10 years ago. I said, what about clones? Will we ever develop – Billy says, oh, they've been already working on that for 30 years. They're secret laboratories in America. They've already developed some. I mean, even the military has –
3: You know about uh, VR, right? I'm sorry? So VR, VR, they have virtual reality. They have these suits. They're called hectic feedback suits. And these suits were first developed for disabled people, right? Right. But you don't see any people with disabilities walking around with $50,000 military-grade hectic feedback suits, do you? Right. And I'll give you another piece of that. That's part of the problem, man, is like who can afford it? You know, you got Oculus buying it. Well, but no one else that's can.
2: another story because it isn't yet meant for everybody. I will tell you this, and I easily support it. I created, first published the idea for full-blown virtual reality, interactive, holographic virtual reality without glasses, in 1972 and I described it I was interviewed in the 80s about it I created a pro- process called Future Self and I even published a book on how to do it where any individual without the benefit of holograms though because you can't do it can do the process but that's another story I've already I was ahead of it uh, Billy Meyer of course has been <laughs> long ahead of it uh, in, in its full full glory but these are, there are things in this material that you know, people like you who are, you know, have, have inquiring minds, let's put it that way. You want to know things and you can imagine and theorize about things. And some of these things maybe have come to pass. Maybe they haven't. Yet. Maybe they will. Why not? So you can learn other things that support your thinking, how you can work your thinking even more powerfully for yourself. That's what this is about. Billy Meyer case, not about UFOs, not about extraterrestrials, somewhat about the prophecies and predictions so we could survive, but it's how. It's the teaching of how life works. Cause and effect is not anything that we can do an end run about. That's why there are prophecies because they foretell things that must occur, unless we change them, based on current causes, things that have been set in motion, this is meant for us, the people of Earth, not the scientists who want to just cram none of the people at SETI none of these people will ever have contact with extraterrestrials unless they want to get put them in their petting zoo. You know I mean this is just like you are you will know more than any of these people if you want to, and you won't have to go to their classes or university stuff where they don't know there's just theorizing all the time. But, you know, it's up to you. It's up to anybody that wants to know. It's available. And most of it really for free. You'd get a running start into how to think, how to prove, how to evaluate evidence. I didn't know how to do that until I started reading the Meyer material. And why? Because I started to read people who spoke had conversations that were logical. They never used the word belief. They said, we know this. We don't know that. This is how you can determine that. They instructed in their conversations where you can find this and that, how you can know what's true and what isn't. Oh my gosh, it was a field day for me. I spent most of my life painting paintings and writing songs and playing my guitar and performing, suddenly my whole brain got opened up just by reading this stuff and then getting into the books and then testing stuff and then meeting with people and talking with scientists and military investigators and attorneys and judges and all and running this these things by people who were experts so that I could know, wait a minute, am I on the right track or wrong track here? This is, my, this is what I've learned from this? No, that's right. That's how you do it. Anybody, if I could do it, I was just a folk singer in the 50s. I mean, really, anybody could progress their way through because this is meant for the human beings of Earth. It's not meant for some elite group of just the scientists should know how the universe works. No. And then skeptics had tried to attack it, and I got a chance to take on all the top international professional skeptics and basically just defeat them, like with the Meyer material, like poor Michael Shermer. Oh, my. Right just I tied them up in knots.
3: I'm going to go Poor off the man. rails a little bit here. I do think they're going to make a higher up vessel of us that will know. And it could be false too, you know? So who knows It what knows, you know? But once you're in there, you have a realization, you know, but you can't bring like, you can't bring it back. Like you can't, you can't be like, it's not like going to the lake catching a fish and, bringing the fish
2: back you know not at all you can have realizations that because you've walked through something step by step you have then gained the knowledge and the understanding remember i said some time ago all the people and you followed you they're interested in stuff but that doesn't equal Knowing It doesn't equal having knowledge and understanding, let alone expertise and any wisdom about a thing that comes from probing and repetition. None of us know much on
3: earth. We know very, very, very little. You, you know, this is, I think that's because we can't know like literally like, because like all the stuff is just not meant for us. Like you, it's so literally not. We can't, can. We can know. You can do math and stuff. <laughs> I don't, I really don't know if you can though. Like, well, ch- find out by
2: trying to learn something. You know, d- don't believe that you can or that you can't. Find something where you're saying, "Hey, well, you know, I'm." I am interested in this thing. Now, some things you may not be able to find out. If you want to know, I want to know the actual mechanism of hyperspace propulsion. Well, there's some, you know, Meyer has published information about it. Let's to say the like map,
3: long. to map someone's like reality, every layer of it. Well, what if do you, you want to do If you were to map reality, just... if you were to map someone's reality, mo- okay, let's say you went into your dream, any point guarantee you're not going to recognize where you are.
2: Well, you know, okay, to that's to, your experience so far. Yeah. But that's why mapping reality, that's an interesting thing. And if that's what interests you, then you should pursue it. I would, I would start a little simpler. I would have started just a little simpler. I would say rather than try to map other people's realities, I want to find out a little more about the nature of reality itself and I want to find out a little more about this part of it and how, what it is in me, what I am. How does my mind work? How do I – you just mentioned dreams. That's a great thing. Imagine that. In our waking state, we who can really recreate the kind of fantastic things that happen when we're asleep and basically paralyzed and, and, and comp- everything's turned off except – we can be in this universe where we can fly where things appear and disappear. You don't want to see my dreams, things. Mr. Horn. Oh, I don't know if I
0: should. You want to see those?
2: <laughs> well, bring them forward. Project those pictures <laughs> outwards.
0: Yes, but, uh, you know, eventually it, it we so will amazing. be able to um eventually we'll be able to do that. We'll have technology where our dreams yes. will be shown on a TV somewhere. I'm, I'm quite yes, sure. we we'll, yes, we we'll, so. probably we're probably we're doing, doing that now.
3: <laughs> have I mean, I, seen Electric Dreams? If you guys have seen Electric Dreams, it's all like they talk about stuff like that. I've, I've seen early studies, it-
0: yeah, but it's very early on. I'm sure now they have something much more sophisticated.
2: Yes, I'm sure. And stuff that they aren't letting on is probably right. owned by the military for mind control purposes and all the rest of it. So you know, human beings, we we create militaries for the enemies we create instead of cooperating with human beings and sharing and being reasonable, but what the heck that's what we're stuck with for another few hundreds of years maybe maybe much much yes longer I'm, I'm caller
0: um, I I do want to thank you for uh, calling in and adding some yeah, yeah, content right. here we we appreciate that I'm glad you are open minded and had some had something to offer here for us
3: yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm not the best talker, man. I, I own a couple businesses and like I have a lot of ideas, but I'm terrible at explaining stuff, man. Cause, like, <laughs> he explains I dropped it. He, out. You
0: did it pretty well. You did fine. You did good. <laughs> you did. We love that. So, yeah. Yes, sir. Well, thank you for calling in and we'll, we'll talk to you again. Definitely call in again. Uh, don't be shy.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And I was thinking from, I'm just going to exit off with this. So you said what I should focus on. I think that's more of like a vibration thing, man. Like what I can do is only focus on my own kind of vibration, you know? That's right. But, and that's like the most evidence I can get. Like I can't get evidence from someone else, but yeah, like, like sensory deprivation and vibration combined. I mean, I've done meditation and I've had witnesses of people like they've all came out of their body at once, you know. I'm telling you, like, there's like things you could do, especially with technology, and and if you if you make a tank, put a couple Bose speakers in that thing and an OLED TV, playing some baby memories of yourself, you might go somewhere, you know.
2: Well, have a good run at it, my friend. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Take care.
0: And uh, there he goes. That was a great call.
2: That's great, yeah.
0: Telling like him talking good. about astral projection there for a while.
2: Well, there's information on what that is and isn't also in the Meyer material, and we don't truly leave our bodies. We, I, I won't go into it because it's it's for people. If if people want to start digging into the mire material, they'll find out that that's where the real treasure, from the keeper of the treasure, is to be found, and then we're not worrying about phenomena. You know, they talk in this UAP thing. Uh, I'm interested in the phenomena. Why? You can't do anything with it. You can't do anything with UFOs. You can't do anything with phenomena and paranormal, which doesn't exist. But if that's what you want to chase your tail and chase lights in the sky, well, we're trying to ask, you know, people, folks, would you please recognize where you are historically in in this particular view of what's coming to humankind? You might want to prioritize something else. For your survival, for your education. You might wanna. So that's really what this has been about for a long, long
0: time. A very long time, and we had someone else calling in. I'm not quite Ooh, sure good. if they're still alive or not, but yes, it's hope so. Uh, please feel free to call in four two four six 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 twenty four twenty five. Give us a call. We are here live. Uh those of you out there watching this over on YouTube, here we are. I'm glad you are out there. Those of you uh been uh, subscribing and joining patreon and all that jazz i'm glad you're here those of you that will listen to this later on in, on the uh, podcast rendition um, i advise you to join us when we are live these are fun shows they're more interactive we have people in the chat room and we have callers all that sort of thing and we love hearing from all of you out there you know we love hearing these opinions uh, no matter how far out there they are or, um, or if you um believe all these things without Having you any kind of a, yeah or yeah but if you have a skeptic sort of viewpoint you are welcome here as well i mean we love all of you out there we don't discriminate is what i'm trying to say well put yes and anthony go ahead and call in if you'd like um i know you probably have something to say um eric if you are out there go ahead and call in as well we'd love to talk to you and uh, that wasn't eric by the way mr horn uh,
2: no no i didn't think it was cuz eric doesn't uh, at least in terms of the comments I'd seen doesn't display the character necessary and the integrity the honesty the innocence to just come forward and uh that's fine, maybe he's just not at that place as a human being where he you know is ready to risk you know coming forward and being himself and being treated with respect by people uh you know we all have our little uh, journey, so to speak, some just want to snipe from the uh, you know from the safety of the the screen so to speak behind so, their keyboard yeah behind the keyboard but you know they, maybe they raise questions even so that are worth addressing if we can find them and there's no with that
0: that's why we're here that's why we're live you know to talk to people directly and see how they feel about these subjects and Michael as I was mentioning earlier um, earlier rather um, you know you're someone very controversial lots of people like you and a lot of people dislike you and I totally get
2: that I I get all of that too, Michael. A lot of people dislike me uh, a lot. We don't even. Yeah, the, people that dislike each other without knowing each other, that I don't get. I actually don't. I don't. I don't hate anybody for sure. And I don't even. I don't know that I dislike I have no hate in my.
0: Yeah, I have no hate in my heart, by the way. You know, I have forgiven all my enemies out there. Um, What's the point of it. Yeah, you know, there's we, we no. Get anywhere. For sure. There's no point in fighting anymore. And, you know, life's too short. And we are all one at the, end of, at the end of the the day here. And Mr. Horn, um, I oh, we do have another caller. Caller, go ahead. You're live.
4: Good evening, Michael Deacon and our guest, uh, Mr. Horn. Mr. Horn. My all right, this is Anthony. Um, Hi, I'm Anthony. Hi, good evening. So I have two questions, actually. I believe the second one was probably already touched on, so I'll concentrate on the first. You can give me the response to what you think on the second one real quick if you want. So my first question okay. is... Any, any extraterrestrials that might be engaging the earth at this time, uh, God forbid if we as, as a civilization, humanity, um, made a really poor choice and wound up trying to destroy ourselves, whether with our own technology or a, I'm basically in a nuclear exchange or even something slower or even just more like, more likely something sudden, like, like, a, like they decide that like something happens, it escalates fast and they decide to turn all the keys, and now there's a nuclear war. Do you think there would be any kind of intervention on the part of any extraterrestrial civilizations engaging well, there is the human race?
2: Should I, should oh, I try um, that one first, Anthony? Should I try to give you what I, little I know about it? Uh, or do yeah, you want so to write uh, another one? I got that question. You know.
4: Yeah, so that was the first one. If we made a bad decision and just started a nuclear war, do you think there would be any kind of intervention on the – on? on the On the part of any extraterrestrials currently engaging the human race at this time, my second question is uh, real quick i mean I think it was already touched on, but the extraterrestrial um, and each, um, the e t extraterrestrial and uFO topic as a whole do you I, I mean I want to see what you feel on this um, real quick if do you think it might be well if somebody comes up to you and says well it 's actually a smoke screen to um To distract us from what they might actually, them being the governments of the world might actually be really doing, is because it's a proven fact that there's trillions of dollars, trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars that go unaccounted for in the American in the American budget, um, unaccounted for in this country alone, and it's they're actually called, I believe there's a term called. something access programs, undocumented access programs. It's a black budget. It's basically right. billions of dollars unaccounted for. So and then what I'm saying is because they'll they'll this is what I've heard is that they'll try to act like people that are tried to run the gate that area fifty one and they wanted, to get arrested by night county sheriffs or other installations that people are trying to dig and new computer systems and are getting arrested people say look 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 we told you so they're hiding them you know but in actuality that's a distraction and that black budget the unac, the um access program the, the classified access programs which is a black budget they're basically siphoning off trillions of american tax dollars just in this country alone we're not even talking other countries that right. is going into the bank accounts of God knows who, and they're living large off the hog and they're living in mansions and they're basically living and robbing people. But that was my second question. And my first question was if we're if they would if we made a poor right, decision on right. nuclear weapons and they were um you know, they they intervened. Right. So I will take my off the air. Thank you, guys. Okay. Thank you, Mike Deacon and I guess Mike, uh, Mr.
0: Horn, Mike Heddy is out there. Yes. good night. He's, uh, out and there, um, say- yes, Thank he's out there Deacon. recovering from, uh, COVID, by the way, for those oh, yeah. that don't know. But he's, <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, um, he contracted COVID recently, uh, but he's doing fine though. He's taking good. medication all as well. And yeah, Anthony, I'll let him know. And by the way, you know, Gary McKinnon, shout out to, uh, Gary McKinnon out there, who, of course, was basically, uh, doing a little bit of time for what he did. You know, hacking into uh, these computers and seeing. Uh, I, I
2: think yep. you know the story, Mister Horn. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, a little bit on that, but um, uh, people like you know Julian Assange and the other guy. Uh, I always forget his name. Maybe he's glad that I do uh, uh, that. Anybody <laughs> forgets his name, but there are people that have tapped in, if you want to say that. So here's uh, a couple of responses. I don't. Yes, know these, go ahead. The responses. Would any extraterrestrial civilization intercede if we launch a nuclear war? Already printed in the prophecies from long ago that there is the possibility that when this next war, not if, unfortunately, when this next war breaks out, that uh, will pit the West against, let's say, Russia, China, and, and some other like third world countries, etc., that... There will be extraterrestrials who have been, let's say, around or and or under the surface of the Earth, based there for a long time, who will make their presence known by coming in support of the anti-West forces, the anti-British, anti-American, and other aligned forces. The information said, uh, it's also expressed somewhere else, that descendants of the ancient gods will make themselves known at some point. We, uh, you know, this relates, and I'll I'll come back here. In a way, it ties into the second question about a smokescreen to distract us. You know, uh, a big smokescreener who emerged on the scene a couple, three years ago, a guy named Lou Elizondo, who, of course, is famous for promising to always tell the truth. Sure, yeah. He wouldn't. Uh, respond to my questions. He wouldn't answer. Uh, you know, I, I asked him publicly, uh, certainly on Twitter and in videos, uh, Lou, since you've promised to always tell the truth and uh, help reveal the truth about UFOs, tell us about the Billy Meyer case. Wouldn't respond. Uh, I did get a video, which I have posted, with Sean Cahill, a former Navy, maybe Navy intelligence, and Lou Elizondo in a car listening to my video The audio for my video calling him out and both of them smiling at me. Uh, It's fine. These are the people that uh, are part of the disinformation distraction game because they can't tell the truth. They won't mention Meyer because everybody then would hit the keyboard and start realizing that hell, our ass is grass and these guys just keep on telling us about the tic-tac. Well, Meyer actually explained that uh, when he was talking about other sightings, and and we we put the video up because he actually, the video interview was from some years ago. Yeah, But certain sightings would be from certain uh, groups that he calls the Earth foreigners, which actually are divided into a couple of groups, maybe three actually, and they are comprised of a race of formerly extraterrestrial people who had been based on the planet a long time ago. Some of these were known as the long skulls. And there's evidence in uh, Peru and South America and Egypt. Uh, We have four wonderful articles, free articles, for those people that are worried about spending anything because we love putting up the free stuff. Free articles uh, from Robert Dawson about these... Societies, these people, their civilizations, their art, showing the simil- similarities between certain elements from Egypt and the Middle East and South America. Well, these people have and uh, have long had high technology. They have it's even more developed now. Uh, sometimes their craft are observed. Sometimes they deliberately show them, and all that. The another group that observes us, according to Meyer. I can't prove this, are what he calls the future earth people, meaning time travelers from the f- future, those who developed from the survivors of this, these times and what's coming, and who came back to observe. They don't meet with anybody. They're not contacting according to this information. And nobody yet has proved, given evidence of any contact with any of them, but there is, a. Uh, less likelihood that the future Earth humans would be involved in anything like that because they've already ostensibly, if they're real, seen and lived through uh, and emerged from, if you will, uh, what comes from our folly. But the ones that are, uh, and and Meyer describes, that they are not simply a few people living underground. He literally says in, in the interview, we have it online for free. They are a state. I have a hard time believing Lou Elizondo, by the way. Why believe him? What's there? This is the whole thing. Don't believe anybody. And certainly Lou, you know, he appeared at an opportune time, and he took on an association along with Christopher Mellon, who who acknowledged the reality of the Meyer case. And I don't Lou, trust these people,
0: up. by the way. I think
2: they're they part of the problem. They are all serving the military industrial complex. They first lined up with the dopey young uh, Tom DeLong, it's not
0: disclosure, in my opinion. It's all deception.
2: Yeah, it's 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 distraction. It's misleading. As soon as I heard that it's,
0: name, I knew we were in trouble.
2: Yeah, because he gathered together the sh- the, the the wonderful expansive endless audience of know nothings. They they flock to. UFO conferences, among others, just people that aren't you know truly interested. But they they overpopulate UFO Twitter. They're everywhere, blathering about Lou Elizondo and NASA uh, and disclosure and SETI. They don't know anything. These are the bored people who stay up late at night, you know, tr- talking about UAP and disclosure. So Lou Elizondo's got a whole boatload of butt kissers who you know are fawning over every irrelevant thing he you know utters. So for whatever Lou Elizondo, uh, his agenda and purpose, he won't mention Billy Meyer. He won't tell you the truth that we aren't under threat. I called that thing out. And as soon as they started talking about the threat, I said, really? The government is saying there's 70 years of sightings. And then at the same time, they're saying he's a threat. How about an advanced, highly technologically advanced race that wanted to attack us doesn't wait for 70 years for us to develop better armament armament to either destroy us or enslave us? So this is bogus. Then they said they're setting up a committee that will have six months to examine the question. Oh, that's a real threat. You know, I'm worried about somebody, uh, so worried that I'm going to appoint a committee for six months. Uh, this is so bogus, but the people involved in ufology, by and large, are so stupid, so pathetically stupid they, that they buy this. They they get all wrapped up in this. Why is it that we don't just see through this and ask Lou for evidence? He's been talking about things that are coming, blah, 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 blah. Is he still out I mean, there,
0: by the way? I thought... I thought, uh, is he still going around out there?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. He's doing it in his – he he got a book deal. Oh, okay. Listen, I have a video. I called Danny Sheehan. Danny Sheehan is an attorney, a man who did brilliant work back in the, I guess, 60s primarily for peace, for truth, for uh, women's rights and indigenous rights. Brilliant attorney. And he suddenly became the attorney. Well, I should say he also started to, some years ago, think of himself as a UFO expert or something. So he suddenly became the uh, attorney for Lou Elizondo. So I called him up. He does have a book uh, to sell. Yes, I was Yeah. just uh, reading this uh, chat well, room here. I, can... I had a conversation. I have a video up online where I started talking to Danny. He was a very nice guy, but I said, uh, Billy Meyer. He, me, he says, oh, yeah, I know Billy Meyer. Yeah, sure, Billy Meyer, of course. I said, well, you know, and then towards the end of the thing, I said, you know, he's, I was trying to talk to him about the COVID thing and all this stuff, the important evidence. Well, send me the – I said, well, I've got so much evidence. The more the better. Send me everything you've got. Well, I did. That was it. No more calls. Never took any more calls. Never. These guys are such phonies. They're such profiteers. And what are you going to spend your money on when everything's radioactive? And, and if you're lucky to get anything to eat or drink and all the rest of it, I mean, or, or, the, or there's a big environment, you know, long foretold environmental thing happens. Kaboom. How do you feel
0: about Kevin Randall, by the way?
2: Kevin Randall. Oh, the, the guy I talked about as uh, that Joe Tisk took apart. I believe Kevin, so. Yeah, Kevin Randall only harps on the um, the Roswell thing for which there is no remaining evidence, and he called the Meyer case a hoax. I called him out endlessly. He won't debate me. God, believe me, he won't debate Well, me. I, I tried actually. To... You know,
0: I, I he's been on the program before, and I asked him if he would ever come on with you, and oh. um, he wasn't happy about that.
2: Really? Yeah, he didn't Here's like that idea. He expert won't come on with me.
0: No, he said what? if you're going to be on, he won't be on.
2: Yeah, why? Because I'd mop the floor. I, mean, I would get into my more familiar con- confrontational mode that people think is my you know, go-to for everything. It isn't. I'm a peace and low guy. I just got tired of watching Meyer being attacked. Back as far as 2000, 2001, this idiot group, CFI West, uh iig and the amazing randy so i went after them and then i went after Stephen novella and then i went after phil plate and then I went after, because these are all people that were defaming
0: you've been on, you you've been going through lots of battles online mr horn let's let's be yes. honest
2: i but i tell you something i think you like it I, I think
0: you i think you enjoyed the uh the the, the combat the verbal combat you have with these uh gentlemen
2: I don't mind it in the service of trying to get to the truth because honestly, I think – I could be wrong, but I think that most of my stuff has been parry and punch back, honestly. And it's been either directly in defense of uh, of Meyer and Meyer's authenticity, his character, his integrity, his honesty, because I know him for 22 years now. Or it's been people that have decided to attack me. And I'm not shy about defending myself. Look – I, I don't need to 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 call people names. It's it's a little bit of an obvious thing. It's the I call it the Muhammad Ali school. <laughs> awesome. Mr. Your Horn. mama wears army boots. <laughs> oh, really? You know, he starts swinging at you. I mean, Muhammad Ali was brilliant that way. So what I do with some of these people, the ones that I know are just bozos and phonies, is I, once they start the fight, I insult them. Or I call – say, you know, prove it. You're a liar. I'm not shy about it because people think – I've never met a skeptic that knew anything. I haven't yet met – well, it's not true. I had a, a scientist, Dr. David Froning. I invited him to my presentation at the Biltmore Hotel in LA some years ago, they flew him in, he shared my stage, he stood up and talked as a scientist to the 450 corporate clients of the Biltmore Hotel and explained to them why he and other scientists he works with knew that the Meyer case was authentic. So not all scientists are idiots, clearly. And some of them, you know, that know, aren't going to speak up. They don't want to raise their head and have the you know, the bullets flying. But I, I don't, you know, if I'd say, if I have my choice, well, do you, would you prefer to have confrontation and have a good fight with people or get people engaged in conversations, conversation every time? And, you know, I didn't know what our caller was going to say or what Anthony was going to say. Sure. It doesn't matter. I mean, what are they going to say say to me? Oh, uh, you know, uh. This and that and the other thing. We had good callers, oh.
0: by the way. Special thanks to them for calling in. Yeah,
2: they, they spoke up. They were up. good. They were good. You know, though, I'm a bit – at my age and stage, I'm not looking to go out and, you know, go pounding with people. But I, I was very happy to have a good upbringing where my father introduced me to certain martial arts. And well, we, we appreciate
0: like that. that, though, Mr. Horn. We appreciate your your um, your um sort of – um take here on these things, the way you conduct yourself here. I know some people dislike that about you at times, but we appreciate that here on this program.
2: I don't mean anybody any harm. I never oh, yeah, have. No, I, I just am you. not I a punching bag. You're passionate, people. which is what we love. Well, good. I mean, listen, I think that, uh, you know, it, it's when you know something, you know, it. and then if somebody can say, well, I'm going to show you, you don't know. I say could, because if you could, the reason I like interviews and challenges, you know that I don't send you a whole list of questions in advance. No, I never. Say, Great, let's start. We would no, keep it because pretty organic I want to find out yeah. what I don't know. I want to find out what what might happen. Uh, you know, if someone throws a question about a category that I don't know, uh, I go, well, let's find out about that. I've never heard of that. Or I don't know if that's in the Meyer material. That's fair. But then it would lead me to sharpen up and I'd find out if it was in the material so the next time it came up conversations and debates are very, very, you know, productive if people enter them with a genuine desire to uh, elevate their understanding, both parties.
0: Eric is uh, still very angry with you, by the way. He's been not here not for Eric, a, a while and he's still angry.
2: Do you think there's even <laughs> really a person named Ang- Eric? Or, 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 no, the, Eric's
0: real. No, Eric's oh. very real. He well, is um, real. has yes. his thoughts and opinions as well, but... You know, we'd love to hear from him if he would call in, but I don't know if he's going to call in. Why doesn't he just
2: do it? He should. You know, <laughs> why mean, not? This is so funny to me. Why? Why would a person be so afraid of just being who they are? This well, is what you know, politics and religion have done to people. Not everybody
0: well, wants to call in at times.
2: Okay. Well, stay. Then maybe in a chat or a comment or something, he would just put forward a question or a challenge and say, this is what I think is not true. This is what doesn't have a, you know, something is it really evident, however he'd want to do it or she'd want to do it or whatever. It's just be honest so you can respect yourself. No one, you know, I mean, Michael Deacon, you know who this guy is. Sure. So, so he, you know, he knows that there's some question about him being in any way, shape or form. Worthy of respect because he doesn't respect himself enough to be who he is. He, this is just the internet as his radio show. What's you know? What's your problem? It, okay, if you don't want to, you don't have to, and you can say whatever you want. But comes a point in life where we we start to stand for something. People are passionate, you know. They all they
0: all have their own thoughts and opinions. Some That's people fine, agree with fine. this or that. You know, everyone has their own uh, sort of thing going on. You know, everyone's on their own journey.
2: Yeah. And as well, it should be. And, and there's, it's not, oh, I don't want to say that, you know, it's politically incorrect to say it's not mandatory. I think I'll say it's not personatory for a person, a person to speak up or behave in a way that another person would judge them to be credible or not credible, have integrity, blah, blah, blah. So whatever it is, but here we are, if we are, um, for instance, oh, here's somebody there's someone, a Dublin Fitzpatrick, who I think might think that they're being lied to. Well, type it out if you can't, you know, muster the whatever to call it in. What's the lie? What are you afraid of? Do, I, 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 do you think you might be lied to 24-7 by most of
1: the people most of in the, the world?
0: world? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we're lied to all the time, though, to be fair, though.
2: Most There's of nothing time. to lie about. What's to lie about? It's like people, well, people, are, people are paranoid, you know. <laughs> okay. and you can't
0: blame people though for not trusting anything. Don't um, trust. Find out. You know how that is. And Mr. Horn, <laughs> we we are joined by another caller. I'm sorry to okay. move okay. past this really quickly here, but okay. caller, go ahead. You're live. Hey, Mr. Horn, how are you doing? Hi, Mike. Hi. Hello. How are you? This is a am... friend in in Canada, by the way. Oh, you,
1: a Canadian. Yeah, I'm guy
2: calling from in... Canada, man. I'm sorry? I'm calling from Canada. Oh, good. you want to say your name or not? It's optional. My name's Stevie. Stevie. Hi, Hi there. How you doing, Stevie? Well, I live in us, Canada. Steve. I'm not doing that great. <laughs>
0: okay. That's true. Well, we, yeah, that's true. He's in Canada. It's not that great out there, Mr. Horn.
2: Well, there's some parts that are better than others. <laughs> that's true. you got to get a premier or prime minister or whatever the guy thinks he is there that uh, you know, you should put change his diapers. What a wimp and coward! Sorry, but that's my what the way that guy presents himself. What a pathetic loser! He's as popular. Uh, and as and a, that's he's as popular. Bike,
0: he? Yeah, he's as popular as our president is here.
2: There you go. There you go.
0: Which is not good, um, <laughs> but yes, uh, our friend uh, from Canada. Anything to uh, ask here? What do you got?
5: Yeah, I wanted to know, earlier in earlier in the conversation you said
2: Canada was like the
5: second place to get attacked.
2: Do you remember saying yeah. that earlier? Uh, yeah, I did. I uh, what? Let me clarify it if you want. Do you want me to explain a little more about what I'm talking about? It, yeah, it's, it's, I kind of okay. missed that. Sure. So in the Hannock prophecies, which are ostensibly authored uh, long ago, 10,000 plus years, but were verifiably published in 1981 and 87 in German and in English, no later than 2003 or 4, because they're in a published book by then. It's mentioned that when Russia uh, it's, is, will move its troops to a place called Arkhangelsk, which is in northern Russia, Siberia, which they did 10 years after this was uh, verifiably published in English, they moved their troops up there and then it is said that it's from there that Russia will attack Scandinavia and then launch, when they finally do launch their attack through the American state of Alaska, and Canada will be dragged into the war during uh, because of something that happened prior. And I was trying to figure that out, and I found a couple things that I thought may be the reason that, of course, nobody would know about Ten thousand years ago, when there was no, you know, country called Canada, and 1981-87, before Canada was, you know, doing anything that would irritate Russia, but uh, some years ago, after this was published, Canada uh, made some kind of a friendly pact with the Eastern European state of Georgia, which was on the outs with Russia, and then also recently has uh, partaken of. Uh, weapons sales or or troops directly or indirectly. So it appears while neither of those things had happened when we had those prophecies in a book already in English by 2003 or 4, those things could be what the prophet was talking about 10,000 years ago in terms of actions by canada which would invite draw them into the war with russia which is not going to be a good thing for canada because russia is going to be accompanied by china with its billion soldiers or whatever people don't get it this is not this is not a video game china. folks China, yes, of course. If if you're paying attention 30 years ago, when Bill Clinton was president, I caught this on the radio. He made a deal to share some of our nuclear technology with China. And I was thinking to myself back then even, I thought, when China goes on the military move with that massive army, look out. I don't know why I was thinking about it. And then I hear about Bill Clinton giving nuclear technology over. Oh, my gosh. What? A mistake what a big mistake so yes china is going to there are going to be attacks that uh, against france that will be not only from the predicted some of which have already taken predicted attacks by uh, radical islam from inside france which meyer predicted in 58 but the ch- attacks coming from Russian slash Chinese forces to take over the French nuclear arsenal. There's stuff here. You, you, folks, you've got to get a bigger world view, and you're not going to get a more effective world view than the one that Meyer's information carries, some of it going thousands, back thousands of years ago. It was predicted in the same context, That Switzerland would give up its neutrality, Switzerland, the country of neutrality, and get itself embroiled so that when this time comes of this war and all this Ukraine stuff, they would give up their neutrality, which would open Switzerland eventually to being attacked too. That's in that book as well as in those prophecies. Switzerland did it three months ago. It started. You've got to understand, this is not UFOs. It's not the dopey people. Someone's asking about Linda Moulton Howe. Oh my! <laughs>
0: That's another <laughs> she, name we don't really hear much about. Yeah, anymore.
2: she well, She said she wanted to investigate Linda Moulton Howe seven fingered handprints. She never came over, it, but you know.
0: Well, you know, we know, we know her story.
2: Yeah, enough no of mind. that stuff. But yes, this look. If people start to get wait a minute, Billy Meyer case UFOs? No, Billy Meyer case your future survival. Billy Meyer case, extra, no, Billy Meyer case, your future survival. Oh, wait, how do I get to that? Oh, okay, now you're talking. (laughs) And yes, you can read tons of free stuff. Sure. There's a free book. Uh, I talked about free stuff up there. There's the goblin of the Truth. There's article upon article in the spiritual teaching. There's article upon article. There's a free contact reports. Everything about the, the military, the stuff, the COVID stuff. I mean, you name it. They're begging people to open their eyes. Just check this out. By the way, just- I, I,
0: I want yeah. to just quickly add here. Sure, sure. Uh, no disrespect to, um, you know, Linda. She's always been, you know, pretty nice to me whenever I've been around her. Um, her, you know, her reporting and all that, that's, you know, I I don't really like her style, but everyone has their own sort of, uh, way of doing things. And I just, she's just not my cup of tea, but uh, I like her though. I, I have respect for Linda. You know, she's just doing what she knows how to do and there's nothing wrong
2: with that. I've talked to her many times over the years. No hate here. At conferences. No, no. Uh, she just – it's mainly make-believe conspiracy built on her lack of understanding and knowledge of what secret military so-called abductions and mutilations are about, what delusional abduction, mutilations are about. I mean, it goes on and it on. It goes on and on. She, yeah. So she was a nice person. I mean, it sat at the same table, you know, we would talk and talking at these conferences and things, but she doesn't – know anything about it. She fell into a a little niche because that's what ufology is. And the reality stories are a little harder to take than the make-believe stuff. Everybody thinks they're a cool experience. What did right. you experience? Lots of people seeing UFOs. Big deal. Well, well, thank you, Caller,
0: for, for that, by the way, Steve. Really appreciate it.
2: Yeah, I hope I got right. something. Take care. Connected. You know, most people don't know about the stealth UFO photos I discovered, in 2020. You know, people talk about evidence. Billy Meyer asked me to go to Moab, Utah to find this uh, archive in a storage locker. Went there for a weekend, two days, 24 boxes of Wendell Stevens stuff, most of which we'd seen before. There was nothing new. do. The last box, Michael, I opened it up, down about halfway in the box, looking down, sitting on some books, some photographs. I shuffle through them quickly. Oh, I haven't seen these before. They must be the Mirage Jet photos that Billy had in 75 or 76. Okay, great. Finally, the guy that had this, the archive sold them to me for a couple hundred bucks. It was a very nice person. Sent them off to Switzerland. And then they wrote me back because I said, well, I think these, maybe they're more Mirage. Holy cow. No, they're not Mirage photos. Hold the horses here. I said, what is it? Well, what are they? They said, well, these were taken at Groom Lake, Area 51 area, Groom Lake. I said, what do you mean? By Billy? They said, no. They were taken by Wendell Stevens. Wendell Stevens, yeah. Nine photos showing a UFO interacting with a the then top secret stealth fighter, you know, attack plane. Nine photos.
0: And hold on. I think we uh, we do have, have a call, call here. Uh, caller, call go
2: ahead. Yeah, I, can, I can hold that. Hello?
0: hello hello go ahead
5: yes i'm I'm gonna try to be calm and respectful even though i'm kind of I'm a little on edge is that and you I'm gonna try to that's me
0: and well, this is Eric Mr horn uh, it's <laughs> Eric. A, it's a pleasure to introduce you you boys to each other a uh, plain nice.
5: Oh, right. well, we've met before we've met before oh my and so this is why i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna tell you why I'm upset with Mr. horn, okay, and it's not because I disagreed matter of fact. And I'm not saying this to kiss his ass, but most of what he said today, I agree with 100%. So it's not about trying to challenge him on every point he makes. What where where my problem started was many years ago when I when I first started researching into this information, including Billy Meyer. I was very open-minded about it. Matter of fact, I I, I tend to lean towards a lot of truth to what Billy Meyer says. I don't challenge the the relevance and the, the probable truth of Billy Meyer. However, you allowed me to interview you. You did a three-hour interview. It went very well. We didn't have any confrontation. I, I listened. I asked questions. I learned. But then, over a period of two or three days on Twitter, people were commenting about the interview. And your behavior, in my opinion, how you reacted towards people that were disagreeing with you, that didn't see things the way you saw, I thought was very childish, immature, rude, arrogant. And that, to me, that det- be detracted from your credibility. And I thought to myself, if I was Billy Meyer and I had a man like Michael Horn representing me in another country and he was behaving in this fashion, I would fire him, regardless of whether he was a good spokesman for me or not, because I wouldn't want a guy like that behaving that way publicly and turning people off. See, in my opinion, you actually turn more people off to the Billy Meyer material than you turn on to because of your attitude. And that's why I have a problem with you, Mr. Warren.
2: Okay. Um could it would you be so kind at some point as to send me a link to that one? With all due respect, I've done, you know, bunches of interviews and I've interacted in some cases with uh, you know, people who've been in the comment section, so I can't speak to it. I mean, I I like okay, the fact that you thought. Well, hold on a second. I don't to speak to it. I, I do. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I I I like the fact that you at least said our interview went well. But now I'd like to find out the part that didn't go well. I mean, listen, no, I the interview I went
5: to, fine. It was the it was a communication that occurred after the interview with the people that we're trying to... Some people... I, I totally agree with you about the, the Twitter idiots. I 100%. <laughs> Lou Alessandro, 100%. I'm, most of everything you've said tonight, I, I'm in line with. Uh, but I, I guess what I'm upset about... Here's what really upset me the most, okay? Is yeah. as I'm a researcher. Now, I'm not an <laughs> expert. But when I go into a field of research, like you, I respect the fact that you you did the deepest dive in the history of deep dives with, with Billy Meyer. I respect that, okay? But... <laughs> There are other researchers out there who also do deep dives into other subjects or other people that are having experiences or claims. Whether they have proof or not, that's a debatable subject. But what upset me is is you came across as if Billy Meyer is the only real experiencer, he's the only guy in communication with extraterrestrials, and everybody else was lying. That was the impression that you gave, and that pissed me off. Okay. Yeah, okay, that's one of the it. things
0: that Yeah, that's one of the things that I was trying to highlight for you, Mr. Horn, the fact Good. that okay. a lot of people so get upset about that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so hold on, yes, Eric, sir. because uh, and up. you maybe you get a few more, but let me respond to that. Because there's things that I could apologize for and there's things that I wouldn't apologize for. But I've tried to say it over and, over and over and over to people, which is I don't and I I said it earlier tonight, I'm sure, I don't care if there are a million genuine contactees. I just, when people make claims, knowing what Meyer has gone through in presenting already so far singularly authentic, you know, in terms of analysis and authentication, singularly authentic evidence, and I mean physical and informational, when people say they've done research and they have uh, other contactees, I'm going, well, where's your evidence that I'm going to get PO'd Probably a little too easily if people, after an entire presentation on Meyer's evidence, where nobody will say, Okay, uh, know it all, Mr. Horn. How about this? Here's so and so's claims and their evidence. I go, Okay, thank you. Now give me a little time. I want to go through this. No one, Eric, nobody, nobody in the 43 years I've been doing this has presented one piece of a verifiable evidence of teres- extraterrestrial manufacture or significant scientific information, previously unknown, as Meyer has, just to, just to narrow it down. Now, if you want to say that it was a bad taste of me or bad behavior to the way I handled that, I, I'd like to hear it. You could be right, you know. There, there, you I'm, I'm willing re- to let it go, Mr. Horn. Let me just say this. I'm but I should
5: know. I
2: should. Give me well, no. A, you
5: I, know what? At this point, it's, it's, as you know, where we are in in this life, in this timeline, with everything, it's it's not important anymore. You're you're an older man. I'm an older man. Actually, I'm not a young kid. I'm sixty years old. Okay. <laughs> uh, I have. I'm, I'm not a young guy, and I and I do, and I'm, I'm going to tell you some things not to impress you, or not to impress the audience, or not to try to put me on a pedestal. But I, I do have close friends. And the central intelligence and the FBI, I have access to information that I could never share publicly. Otherwise, I would not only would I lose those friends, but I would, I would probably endanger my life. I I have a trust with these people. So I'm able to get information about people, but I, but with the understanding that I do not discuss it on radio shows. But so what I'm saying is, uh, you know, I just think it's just my opinion that that maybe you would want to consider trying to be a little more humble about how you present this material and and maybe realize this. This is what's frustrating to me. I, I can't go to Switzerland. I can't meet Billy Meyer. I can't interview the people that, that are living there or have been on his property. I can't go and, and verify the information that you have claimed to have verified 20 times Maybe that's true, but the point is I can't verify it. I can't prove it, but I can't. No, that's no, that's not going to mean that i could, no, no, hold on. That's not going to no. mean that what you're telling me is not true. But for you to say to me that because I can't prove my research to you that mine's secondary to yours, that's what pisses me off.
2: Okay, but you're onto a good thing here. Hold on. First, I want to kind of correct that expression or perception. The most important information, in my opinion, in this case. Uh, in terms of that which would uh, lend, you know, credence and, you know, ironclad authentication to the Meyer case, you can, you, anybody listen to me can actually vet that without going to Switzerland. That's why – I started – when I got this material, I got it in 79 the first time. Then I got the 1,800 pages in 86. Then in 1988, I open up a newspaper and there's a new scientific discovery about the ozone damage, Eric, being connected to the atomic testing and some percentages. that I'm looking at and I'm going, how could they say this is new from Lawrence Livermore? I know this. I reached under my bed, I grabbed the first block, 100 pages, mimeographed, if you remember that old technology, and I'm reading through there. it took me two minutes, and I found that information, where Billy Meyer's not only being told that information, he's being reminded that he knew it in the 50s, and, and who to talk to at Harvard, to bring it to, and I'm going, well, wait a minute.
0: Yeah, that machine's old, by the way, very, very old.
2: Very old technology, oh, it was yeah. going out, fortunately, at a certain point, but... So here here's the thing on this, and let's not drop this yet here. This is important. I had in front of me courtroom courtroom quality proof at that point that this man verifiably publishes, certainly in that one instance, and now we have 250 of them, unknown information specific, no theoretical. They never say we think it's a theory, we believe. This is what it is, and never on. for anything we've been able to find, in, and that's just the English language translated stuff. He's got another probably 35,000 you know pages. And
5: I wouldn't debate that with you. Here's the deal. Anybody that tries to debate you on that information is kind of stupid because you really can't debate that information. I want to ask you a couple of questions if you don't mind. Yes. So I got stuck on this part of my research with, with Billy Meyer because, again, I can't go there. I, I did get to meet Wendell Stevens before he died. I have a close friend of mine that was very good friend with Wendell Stevens who shared a lot of information with me. Again, I can't verify it, but but it, it appeared to me – this is how it appeared to me right. – that if I was going to guess that Meyer in the beginning was authentic and sincere and genuine. And then it appears to me at some point some group of people that were possibly of the German descent moved onto to his property – and at that point, when those people moved onto to his property, the narrative started to shift and there started pictures starting popping up that were probably, in my guess, not not pictures that Billy was taking, but that were being planted onto the Billy Meyer story to make him appear as though he was a hoaxer. Is that do you agree with that or is that B.F.? I don't know. Some,
2: some of it you're really on. Now, hold on. This is important for people to know. Oh boy! First of all, I'll tell you, with you met Wendell, so you know Wendell was a straight shooter. I uh, just a moment ago, just before you called, I was talking about these stealth UFO photos. Here's the other shoe that drops on that, and I'm not going to avoid your question because it opens the right door. Wendell Stevens took the nine photos with the stealth fighter and the UFO, and I have had these authenticated by a codec. I mean, all the way, it's up and down legit. Wendell Stevens met Meyer years before he officially acknowledged it and went on it. And Meyer and one of the ETs, it is said, took him on board the craft several times, picked him up in Arizona a few times, dropped him off for that photo shoot. This is where it gets so mind boggling because it may have involved time travel where, where Stevens was picked up in 69, taken to 1981, took the photos, now, I can't prove that part and I'm waiting still for more, but the Kodak guy, cause I, I didn't care what he thought of the photos. I knew the photos were real and he authenticated. I said, what about what's on the back of the photo? He says, Oh, those were processed in the early 1980s. So it, it was a fantastic thing. Wendell Stevens ha- kept his mouth shut even when they sent him to prison for not to, there's a deep story here. Now let's go on to what well, you he went said.
5: to prison because he was, he invited a young teenage girl and his, and her sister to his house. And he was looking through a peephole. I don't know if you know that. Well, story, but that's a true this, story. the
2: real story is a oh little my God. different. The real story is a little different, as was known by the other original investigators who were friends of Stevens for many, well, a couple of decades. decades. The play Aaron chimed in and said, no, he was set up because he would not squeal on what he knew about all this. And people can believe whatever they want. I can't prove that it one way the other. You know, I, I knew, wouldn't argue I knew, that with
5: you. There are, I agree these asshole intelligent operations here in the United States will do anything to discredit They will people. do anything. I and I, I
2: knew Stevens it. myself over a 20-year period. I like – the guy was genuine. He was sincere. But I can't say he did this and this – he didn't. I trust Meyer's information. I trust the information from Lee and Britt because they were friends with him for oh so long. And I trust what the play iron ostensible, the the so-called alleged play iron had to say, beyond that, I can't prove it. But let's get to your thing. It wasn't the Germans moved on the property. What happened was, uh, and this goes back to shortly after he started to put his photos out, the intelligence people had their eyes on Meyer. From about 75 on, as a matter of fact, right above Myers property is a, is a, well, it was a military base for the Swiss military. And I think they also may have had, uh, you know, some missile emplacements up there. I've driven by that place so many times when I had the chance to do what I only wish I could do again, drive back down that road one more time in my life. And they uh, gave it, either gave it or opened it to, in some way, shape, or form, the CIA, The CIA observed, had observers there, and they also told people like uh, Jim Delatoso, who was involved in the photo analysis and all, that they took their own photos of the craft when they could coming into the property, and that they tried to infiltrate. This addresses what you were saying, and this was, I learned this years ago, they tried to infiltrate the group, but their problem was, and this made perfect sense, they were too tight-knit these are people either swiss or some austrians and germans who had come into contact and become part of this group and were vetted and you know went through some of the rough and tumble of stuff anyhow they couldn't believe that okay uh,
5: there could have been a mole well here's the thing on the photo
2: some of this is very easy you may know that people came forward claiming that billy meyer took photos of the Dean Martin dancers. Asking, oh, yeah. You're, you're, oh, everybody screams about that, right?
0: I've seen those, yes. they.
2: Yeah, so what they don't mm-hmm. realize, and and I have an article up on my old website about it. <clears throat> In 1975, I think it is, 75, 76, Meyer takes his alleged great journey with the play R and where he supposedly is on board with them taking photos all over deep space and other planets and dinosaurs and all this stuff. And among those things that he took, he took uh, he a- took photos of Asket and Nira, these two alleged extraterrestrials, on the ship. Now, Pata, the alleged leader of the race, remember we're going back to texts from 1975, 76, long before the skeptics start making issues about things. And so, Pata says in this to Billy, and we have all this stuff, you know. Asket and Nira bear a remarkable resemblance. They are virtual doppelgangers or doubles or a couple of actress dancers who, on Earth. And Billy says, oh, I want to know more about that. Can we look at it? And Patakatsumari says, no, for certain reasons, we're not going to go any farther with that. Okay. 20-something years passes, and suddenly the Asket and Nira photos that Billy's been passing around ever since then, along with a whole bunch of other photos, ostensibly from the space travels because what he did and this is Billy Billy has been on these things since he was a boy and he knew that when it came time because you know when it was the official context 75 he's supposed to take all these photos and you know, he'll take films and all this stuff up until the computer age and But he doesn't care that much about it. He knew it was for the evidence. He took stuff because he never developed anything. There's records of everything he bought from the uh, camera store, all this stuff. They dug into it. And they were professional investigators. These weren't like, you know, just guys, hobbyists. They were top level Fortune 500 private investigators, Wendell Stevens, you know, Air Force investigators. Okay, so he throws all his photos basically into shoeboxes if he doesn't stick them into binders. And tons of photos were stolen from Meyer. But other things happened, whereby he never looked that closely at certain photos. And suddenly, 23 or so years after this, skeptics come forward. Billy Meyer's taken photos of the Dean Martin dancers. And nobody knows what the hell they're talking about. Billy, it's news to Billy. He doesn't – okay, so what do they do? They start looking at those photos and the ETs and say to Billy, hey – and I think they actually told him earlier – don't trust the outer space photos, because the fo- the film and a lot of these uh, photographs and things were in cassette form in those days with cameras, right? Including, all right. so he simply drops them off at the camera store. They send it in to be developed, and the, the chain of command. There's no you know, monitoring here and he gets them back. When he gets them back, he shuffles through the photos and he throws them down. He sticks some in binders and he moves on because he's living a very active life for a one iron guy, dodging bullets. Okay. So the player and say to him, don't, don't say those things are all authentic because we suggest you just stop with the outer space photos. Cause these things have been manipulated. Most of them. And, and, we can't guarantee any of them as being authentic. Yeah, hold on. They, they said you have this conversation
5: ahead. with Billy? Are you telling me you, you personally had this conversation with him?
2: Oh, no. Th- uh, first of all, um, no, this uh, was Wendell, of course, talked to them. Lee and Britt talked to them. Plus, it was published in the contact reports. When he's in his conversations now, just so people understand, when Billy has a conversation with these people, we'll leave out some of the mechanism except to say all conversations are recorded by the player and with the technology they have at a later date after they've gone home, if you will, they broadcast it to him through a device that sends it to him telepathically, not in German, that he speaks, but in symbol pictures that he was taught since childhood to recognize and translate virtually instantaneously into German. Now, nobody has to believe that method, but here's what you can check. He translates it up to 100 words per minute in German, which is a pretty good trick. He translates these things. Every sentence that the ETs speak is numbered. All the contacts are sequentially numbered. Then they're disseminated initially, originally, certainly in German, in Switzerland and neighboring German speaking countries. Then whoever wants to translate what they translate into Italian, English. So people who've said, oh, he just went and backdated it. No, not so easy. And I had figured this out long ago because I had, I know people who still have them, all these original transcript English translations, all the stuff that's in there that Billy said. It's published before no. those discoveries
5: yeah and, so and again
2: mr Warren, i don 't debate go any ahead. of
5: this with you, and I, i'm not i don't want to cut you off, but i need i want to ask a couple more questions before Michael shoots the showdown yeah, uh, yeah did, go did, ahead. did uh, this is, did Mr. Stevens ever mention to you that and he probably didn't, but maybe he did now that he's dead, maybe you can admit it that he was in the crash retrieval program
2: um. He did not tell me he was in crash retrieval, but that he was since 47 in the Air Force involved in the investigation uh, into UFOs. And he told me about some of the things pertaining to the Germans, to the craft they had, to some things in World War II, this and that. But the Germans had a secret space program, too. Yes. And 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 UFOs, terrestrial Observation of UFOs goes uh, in terms of modern times goes back to the First World War. It became a concealed, secret uh, agreement among the protagonists to not discuss these because they first thought they were weapons of the each other's side. Then they recognized, oh, these don't come from here because they would have attacked us—a conspiracy of silence. And since the twenties and on up, uh, developments, scientific secret. Developments for alternative craft, electromagnetic, anti, even anti gravity to some degree. You probably know this. uh, uh, You know, Eric. If you have friends in the CIA, and believe me, I would only say to those people, if you people in the CIA would please, uh, because I know they. Well, let me just
5: tell you real quick. They they don't tell me everything, and I know there's certain questions I can't even ask because they're not going to tell me. Right. Because they're they're not allowed to. Don't even ask. I I would say to
2: them, please, you've got, if you can't, English material is easily available. German, you guys have the best translators in the world. You can read Meyer. Please, we are fulfilling our self-destruction. Don't.
5: Well, I I agree. I totally agree. But but let me ask. Can you understand the frustration of people that are researchers like myself and others that, that don't haven't had the ability to go and do the research that you have on the Meyer case. It's just not available to us. So we can't confirm. I mean, we have to take your word for it. And, not, no, and no. So we don't, I don't no, want just... to call you a liar or a phony or fraud. I was being kind of rude in the chat room. I know, but I, I was just kind of pissed off. But what I'm trying to say is if I can't verify it or confirm it or interview the man himself, I've got to kind of keep it
2: in a little bit of a gray area. You but, but you're, you're right except that see people have said to me oh I'd like to sit and uh, talk to Billy Meyer I'd like to t- learn this. I said you can have the best conversation and learn what Billy knows for free and far more in in 30 minutes of reading than you can in two hours sitting with him here's the That's thing not not I want to reiterate it. It. I, 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 I can't let me just do it throw that way I, you I, can, I've got to people. Go look them in the eye
5: I've got to see their eyes I've got to hear their voice I've no 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 this is what I'm
2: trying to explain to you Here's, and this comes right back to it. And this is what our friend, uh, you know, sure, Gordon Cooper, who's an astronaut, he was, he had a lot of, tra- he had photography training. He was briefed on a lot of stuff that they didn't publicly spoke about. When he said those are real fo- he knew what he said. But when Joe Tisk and others start analyzing the photos, you you can know that the photos are authentic. That's not the important part. To know that this is true, you can leave the UFO ET thing just about completely out, and only go to what I refer to. They don't refer to the the higher standard of proof, the specific copyright verified information that Meyer published in all these categories and sciences before it was ever discovered or the events occurred. That does something for us. It means we can know that this Earthman could not have. Known this material. Now we're in that gray area. How did this is the question I say? People say to me, what do I say to someone with with UFOs? I say, just ask him this. How did this man know this before anybody else? All of this without error. That means that you, Eric and I, are on equal footing. And I can I'd be delighted. Well,
5: no, I go disagree through this with you with there. Specific... We're not on equal footing because you got to go there twenty times, you claim. You've got that's to meet fun. him, have conversations. Yes, You've got a chance great. to verify and bet the information. I have not had the opportunity to. So we're not on equal footing.
2: We are in terms
5: of knowing the truth. You see it's I different. don't agree. I... You you probably know more about the truth than I do, but what I'm trying to say it's frustrating as a researcher yes. That we yes. have to rely on anybody. Forget Michael Horn. Let's just say yes. there was another guy named Joe Blow that did what you did. I, I can't just trust Joe Blow because he's telling me all this information. No, you sure the reading is the reading is verifiable and in information. But all the other stories that you're saying, I can't verify them, so I can't get totally on board with that. I mean, not that's saying fine. I don't agree with them, but I'm not going to put it on the on the on the fire and say this is good. Let's go. But
2: that's why I say when I cannot prove something, meaning that anybody could prove it, uh, if I can't prove it, I call it speculative, meaning it either occurred in the far distant past and hasn't been discovered yet, or the far distant, or the, the future as yet unarrived, or something in between. But I don't have to say that everything that Billy Meyer claims he experienced is true. I can say, I can prove anybody – this is where it really is, Eric. We're looking – here's – it we come back to the very first thing we spoke about in this conversation. The confirmed existence of and, and uh, contact with extraterrestrial would be the single most important discovery. You mean, the thing I left out was what would that rest on? It, it rests on the quality and quantity of the evidence. You mean the UFO stuff? No, that's fine because – here, somebody said, does Billy Meyer still have mental samples? I said, yeah, yeah why? Well, why doesn't he have him examined again? He had him examined in my Marcel Volk. I said, because they w- we would get to the point at the end where any legitimate scientist could justifiably, and p- to protect his life would say, when asked, they would say to the scientist, well, uh, Professor Dr. So-and-so, you said, as Marcel Vogel did, that you could not make these things with any technology available to you as a scientist, that they were either made in, in out in the vacuum outer space or in, in by a cold fusion process, which you don't have access to and nobody does. So therefore, Dr. So-and-so, are you saying these were made by extraterrestrials? You would say, no, I can't say that. I can only say what you've just repeated. I can't duplicate them. We don't have the science. Draw your own conclusions. So now- yeah. Well, how do you know? How can? What's the evidence that proves it's real? It's simple. It's like it's a weatherman. No, it's not Eric. simple, though. I do, That's where we disagree. You're making it too
5: simple. Maybe it's <laughs> simple to you because you're convinced. But it's not simple to the person that wants to be convinced because it's not enough information to make it a simple observation. That's where I get – that's where I disagree with you. Okay. So let me ask
2: you because then you might have an alternative answer that I could learn something from. As I mentioned earlier in the show, I brought up three pages of information to a scientist who does the imaging for the Mars rover. He's got to know everything about certainly that stuff. I gave him three pages of Meyer's information supposed so to freely in my site and I'll be glad to you know go later on go through this with anybody so you can know this stuff. And I said here it is, tell me what you think. He could not he couldn't he, he literally a scientist, I mean, could he just be a good guesser? I mean, you know, Meyer publishes that the, that 10 years before they ever get to it, that the name of the the thing that they're going to launch in 2001 or whatever it is, is going to be called the Mars Odyssey. He publishes the name of it verifiably 10 years before. That's the easy part. He talks about lightning on Mars. So the scientist says to me, he tries to puff himself in. He says, well, I don't know. I've never heard about lightning on Mars that Meyer published here in, what is it, 1982 or something. I said, really? So I went online. NASA discovered Lightning on Mars, in 2009. I kept searching. What's earlier than that? It isn't. But it's in published by Meyer, Two Planets Beyond Pluto, published by Meyer as early as 1958, when he says they'll be discovered after the turn of the century, and that's when they were discovered. It goes on and on. I took on – I had a battle with skeptics. I love this one. And this is when I went after guys early in the 2000s. Meyer in 19 – okay, jump ahead. NASA JPL announces March 12, 1979, the discovery that Io is the most volcanically active body in the solar system is the most important discovery of the Voyager mission. Okay, October 1978, Billy Meyer is describing Io on a spaceship – he describes what the ejecta out of the volcanoes is made out of how it's taken up into the torus of jupiter how some of it that isn't uh it can't ex- escape the um gravitational pull r- lands and makes the surface of the moon of io uncharacteristically smooth he goes through all this detail wendell stevens has this material in his possession before NASA JPL goes through and even finds out that Io is the most volcanically active. And then it's another year till they discover it's April of 1980 or something that until they discover that the particles are taken up into the Taurus of Jupiter and there's more stuff. So Okay, I'm I'm feeling it. I I hear what you're saying. And I'm
5: not I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm listening. and not interrupting because I'm not disagreeing. But let me I want to ask you two more quick questions. Yes. Can you comment on on what your impressions are of two people? Val Thor and George Van Tassel. I'm just curious what your thoughts are on those two people. Val Thor, did you say? Val Thor, the, the, and I have an opinion myself. But I'm curious what your opinion is. The guy that supposedly was working at the Pentagon, Val Thor, right, from
2: right, Venusian, right. apparently. Okay. Now, because I did not meet him, and I, I don't know that I've ever I've seen a photo. Supposedly, you know, everybody's seen that photo. You mean Valiant Thor? Yeah. Well, said, this Balfour, is, or Balfour, or Balfour. in my opinion, it's uh, a bit of a fraud. If it, if it was a person, it could well have been a German uh, who could pull it off. Uh, but, you know, nobody runs around calling themselves Valiant Thor or Val Thor. I, okay,
5: um, so I agree with you on that. I, I, my I mean, intelligence
2: my opinion. Yeah, abro- I abroad also. Okay, so now George Van Tassel. What about George Van, about think, Van I'm up in a little mixed because he never got to finish his Integratron. I think it's very possible that he was impulsed in information from a group on Earth that Meyer says had been here a very long time here, and they had been manipulating people and doing contacts that were not quite what we think. You may have heard of something called the Ashtar Command. There yeah. was a guy named Ashtar, and he was part of, a, again, according to the information in the case, he was part of a group that had been for some several thousand years based underneath the Great Pyramid of Egypt in a facility that they had created for themselves about a mile underneath the ground at Meyer Claims to have seen and described, and there's a lot of very interesting information tied in with this. Their agenda, they, again, I just really want to emphasize, according to information, they were tied into a group that was a splinter group, a splinter from the same group that the Plejarin claim they came from as being rather, uh, you know, Almost, you could say the word ancient space traveling forefathers. And this group, which was called the Bafat, had an agenda to take over the earth. They were pretty rough people, um, high technology. Uh, They uh, wanted, they knew they could take over if they could get a one world religion going because it is said in the material. That they were behind all the major religions they either helped to create or to promote through a telenotic impulsing. That is a telepathic control sent through radio, TV, and, and you know, the telephone wires that at the time they were most active on earth and being discussed in the 70s, they had pretty strong influence over about 645. People who were either religious or political leaders or influence and what have you, one of their more ancient uh prominent personalities that existed among them was named Jehovah. Another one was named who succeeded Jehovah. There were two Camagal one and Camagal two again, this is just information, but it's important because. They impulsed information and so-called experiences to people. Howard Menger, or Menger, and yeah. uh, another right. And yeah. po- I think very possibly that George Van Tassel was receiving impulsed information with to a degree that he could start to construct something in all this. Because they, the these Bufas, I think their remnant group was behind the Bo Peep thing in Oregon and the, it, this is a pretty insidious thing and an okay, offshoot so let me, event. Let me just, uh, yeah, go no,
5: real ahead. Quick. So it, it, it sounds to me, and I'm not saying you're changing your tune, but it sounds to me like maybe as time has gone on that you're more open to the possibility that Billy Meyer is not the only human on the planet that's ever had contact with a non-human race.
2: No, 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 no Maybe no. there are okay. other
5: people on the planet that have had contact with non-humans. Uh, me, is that fair?
2: Let me, let me clarify it better. There are people in history, certainly all the prophets that we've named before, were Pleiaron contactees from Enoch up to Meyer. And there were other people who have had accidental encounters with different extraterrestrials. There's that case in, uh, what is it, in Russia, and there's one in Zimbabwe. There are people who've accidentally, they've had these kind of one-offs with encounters, the people that claim to have contacts, the, like the Howard Mengers, uh, who thought they, they were contactees, and, oh, yeah, Reinhold Schmidt, who was going to be the second coming, by the way, he these people were under a telepathic control. They did not have a two-way thing. They never met these Bafath extraterrestrials. They never directly encountered. They were manipulated by them using technologies that were sometimes holographic as well. Another group uh, that had some negative intentions were behind the sighting at Fatima, the miracle at Fatima. Those were holograms generated by another group. Now, one that might sound preposterous, but there's a very famous photo we have in Meyer's documentation from 1964 in India. He's sitting on the ground, and there's a hologram that Asket allegedly generates in the sky above. My, I've had my nose up to it. We've got the photograph – They occasionally demonstrate certain things for certain reasons. But to come right back to what you said, the people who claim that they – there are a lot of people that – they were telling – I knew people who said, I'm part of the Ashtar command and all this. There were some dopey people, uh, Michael and what's her name? Uh, I'll I'll forget their names to make it easier. Let me just
5: comment real quickly. It's disgusting how many people are on YouTube pretending to be – channeling these different organizations it's they're like all a, over the there's, place there's a massive
2: grift going on and it pisses me off
0: they're all over i, I don't know where yeah. they came from but they're all but over this,
2: youtube this, now i just want to say it to Eric so he understand the distinction is that billy meyer has since the age of five claims his claim which i trust based on the evidence voluntary face-to-face meetings with actual living live extraterrestrials, not abductions, not channeling. He claims to have certain telepathic abilities, which would be true if he indeed can receive the transcripts and type them out after he's had the contacts. So the, what I you know, frequently got it right from people telling me that this one's a contactee and that one's a. I said, because my context is not that you're kind of used as a a toy, by a more technologically advanced person who can play with your head, but that you are having a face-to-face meeting. I don't care if you are. There's, there's a couple of uh, people who, uh, one person at least who met Asket in, or Semyazi in Persia. Uh, there was an Austrian or German guy who who met two extraterrestrial men from Alpha Centauri or someplace, a like Barnard star. According to this information, I mean, I can't prove that, but... There are, and they've acknowledged in the material. Oh, yeah, so and so. There was a, uh, I knew a woman, a, a couple of people who had accidental sightings at the center of extraterrestrials. One was pretty freaky for them because it was a huge guy. He wasn't a player. And this dude was something, according to the material and to the woman who saw him, he was reclining on a wall. He was like 15 feet tall. I, what can you do with it? That's why I say the UFOs and the ETs, that's the eye candy, that's the titillation. Mm-hmm. I, and the prophecies and predictions, when we say that, I'm talking, I mix two categories because, and this, this might help, Eric, there are specific prophecies and predictions about events that will occur. The stuff that I call the higher standard of proof also encompasses the conversational information, such as I and others have come across, that then subsequently ju- jumps out at us. Why? Because we start to remember when we come across the new discovery, supposedly, in in English somewhere in a newspaper, go, wait a minute, I've already read that. That's in these books or in these contact reports, and it was, it's published years ago, decades ago. That's the higher standard proof that anybody, once they know, that's why that judge I told you about in um, Vegas, when I showed him this information about the surface of the planet of Mercury shrinking, Billy asks allegedly, You know, what's the reason for that? And she tells him, but I say to the judge first, you know, NASA says they discovered the reason for the shrinking of planet Mercury in 2004. But my friend in Switzerland discovered it before. And do I have to prove that to you, Your Honor? Of course you have to prove it. So I had the book there. I was lucky. And I have a witness for this, too. I mean, I, mean, I have a witness. So I opened the book up and I show him the, uh, the copyright date. I said, Your Honor, you see this date here? Yes. And he focuses in, and I go into the book more, and I see do you see the date on the conversation here? Yes. And where this guy, Billy, says, I've always wanted to know the reason for the contraction of the surface of the planet Mercury. And she says, well, that's not hard, it's because of the metal core. I said, Your Honor, that's the conclusion that uh, NASA says they discovered in 2004. Who prevails in your courtroom? He says, you do. How much is the book? How much is the film? See. People, and you know this, and I'm sure everybody in the CIA knows this. Every lawyer and every judge, they know. Ironclad legal standard of proof of first publication. Doesn't mean it's true. We get to that. First publication, copyright. Anybody have a copyright preceding this? No. That's your first publication. Now
5: is it true? Okay, I get it. You're you're, you're yeah. again you're making great points that I would but let me one last question because I've been on with you for 45 minutes. Do you believe that it's plausible or even likely that there are civilizations uh, non-humans that are somehow intermingling and possibly creating hybrid humans on this earth?
2: Okay, well, I don't believe anything. And I think right, it's well, po- what's but, your, but no, no, what's I your want to assure you it, in, in, belief, in an, on that, I should say. There's two things here. I because i don't know i I trust the Meyer material and it can be wrong okay um here's the thing it's possible that the Meyer material is wrong, but I would have to then have evidence to the contrary, you know you can't prove a negative blah blah they've specifically answered that several times because Meyer goes through there are about fourteen types of human non uh human looking, if you will, in the sense of, we could say, uh, having other characteristics, including reptoid or insectoid, plantoid, all sorts of, they describe, and I don't know if that's true or not. I can't prove it. I trust that they're describing something that they're saying is real and true. And Meyer says, there are no reptilians on earth. He has seen an amphibioid one that he met and then subsequently learned more about. And there is no hybridization. You know, I I used to say this to my friends back in the New Age stuff. I said, because everybody was talking about their hybrids and they have hybrid babies. I said, so let me get this straight. Some space traveling race, which by... Probable definition means that they have very long lifespans, uh, highly technological, probably high intelligence, pretty good scientific information and genetic material. They've decided to come to Earth to see if they can't get it on with somebody who lives at the most 70 years, has emotions that are absolutely insane so that they can create an offspring that will be a blend of sanity and lunacy. Tell me, what's the chance that somebody wants to do that experiment, let alone that there's tons of these people around and tons of these babies that nobody ever s- can produce? Um, it's pretty dim. So unless and until that gets demonstrated, I'd say, you know, sorry, uh, just, you know, I don't see the evidence I for it. I, don't I, see- I get it. Yeah.
5: So it, it seems to me like in reality, in, in many instances, you're – I wouldn't say you're a skeptic, but you, you, you demand more hard, more hard evidence to to get on board with the idea of certain things. Whereas with Billy Meyer, you're more, you're convinced because of the research you've done and the high probability of based on the information that he wrote, he pre wrote and then later came to be true. It's led you to believe that it's likely that Billy is actually true in many instances about what he says is that a fair uh wrap up right there
2: it's it's pretty close because i'll say one personally knowing the man for all this time but no no known him to lie to me he's if he's if it, i asked him times things he says i don't know and i asked him even something about the player because it was kind of interesting he says no they don't know that either and the human be- mind will go crazy trying to figure it out because it's far be it is just not uh, known to human beings. I don't know if it'll, he would say thing. I don't know if that'll ever happen or whatever. But, so here, you said an interesting thing on in your statement that um, I require, you know, this hardcore evidence. It's only, that's why I say I have the same standard. Billy Meyer, not only could, did he produce hundreds, present, I could say, however you want to put it, hundreds of beautiful, still irreproducible UFO photos. And I mean that. I don't mean that somebody can't make a model and make a a photo that, except when you test the photo, you come up with a model and you don't come up with models when you test Meyer's photos or his films or anything. He produced all this evidence. He gave it away to the... This is so important. And the the, uh, guy, the investigator Tisk, I think he made this point. He says, look, he says, I know about crimes and and frauds. He says... I don't know of criminals that are that confident that they've created a fraud that they're going to turn around and put fraudulent evidence in your hands to try to prove themselves innocent. He says, this man voluntarily turned over UFO photos, films, video, sound recordings, metal samples freely. He and 16 other people took what was state-of-the-art lie detector tests at the time. He did, they did whatever. And when they when Meyer was offered... Uh, and this uh, Stevens told me this one. And so did Lee and was, I think it had to also to do with um, Steven Spielberg when he was they said, you know, Billy, well, you can uh, use our special effects department here and you can make, a, you know, we want you to make movies for us and uh, you know, do your story. And uh, he says, I don't need the special. It is. Well, uh, I think they attributed to Spielberg saying, well, Billy, how do you take those films? And he says, well, I take the camera. And when the ship comes, I push the button.
5: You know, uh, uh, it's it's yeah. I mean, here's, here's get, the last comment, yeah. and then I want to get off it. I, I just uh, okay. You're you're older than me, and you're more. You have more knowledge. There's no doubt because you've been on the you've been in this uh, field for much longer. But what as a as an observer, my only suggestion would be <clears> if, <throat> if, if you could look for corroboration. I think it would help your case if you're trying to present Billy Meyer as as the case that you believe he he is. I think you would it would help you to look for cooperation and not just solely focus on Billy Meyer. That's my only suggestion
2: well, to you. That's I've only, done this, and I won't be I, don't, I won't be an asshole to you anymore after this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, and you're free to contact me. I'm don't I really am. Yeah, we appreciate really your call, thrilled, by the way. He's, that was honestly because you've raised these important friggin' questions. So here's here, here's something about. I'm glad you boys uh,
0: were able to hash it out, by the way.
2: It, it's great. listen. This is. It, I I, I might have to apologize now because someone's going to say, oh, you guys, you know, you put it this was a setup it's not a setup this is a genuine person he no, has this some, is not the, a setup things.
5: michael knows me he knows i'm a, i'm a hard ass and he knows that i'll fuck around so he knows. i just <laughs>
2: want to i no. want to be able to put the name and everything together too so i can just say oh eric this, you're this, because I, actually at this point in my life i'm almost 80 i know all these erics you know i mean honestly I'm, i know freds and michaels are coming out of the woodwork okay so here's the thing about the corroboration this is the beauty of it I have a whole page on my old website where I put Billy Meyer published this and then I put corroborated underneath that. What do I do to corroborate it? I use JPL, I use NASA, I use all these scientists, discoveries, doctor, anybody that, and any source that has credibility and cachet in the world corro- and because they're all post corroborating Meyer. It's like it's retro peer review. Because well, has he had peer reviewed. I said Meyer doesn't have a peer, but here's how it's all peer reviewed. And then you've got you've got people already. Oh, this is brilliant. Um, Gary Hinder wrote a book called Light Years, and he interviewed these people like Neil, um, not Neil, David Froning, who uh, from McDonnell Douglas, who shared my space, the astrophysicist. Um, he interviewed Michael Malin from the Mars mission. He interviewed Robert Post from JPL. He interviewed uh, IBM Marcel Vogel. He interviewed, um, oh, the guy uh, Nils, not Nils Rignerud but uh, no, I met Nils rignerud a sound analyst, but another, Steve Ambrose. He got all of these people to give their opinion that they signed off on in a book. The publisher would yeah. not publish the book until he did All of them basically are authenticating this. And then you've got Corroboration. You've got Gordon, uh, you know, the astronaut, who's. I mean, it's just like. And and Joe Tisk says to everybody, "You don't need an expert here. Walk through these steps. You can corroborate it for yourself. So it's all there. This yeah. is what I've for. Yeah, people I agree. The
5: information is there. And well, you mentioned Ambrose. One last comment is uh, I watched a. There's a channel on the Plex P L E X app uh, called Space Channel and Ambrose did an interview recently because he retired from uh, Lockheed Martin I believe it was that uh, they the girl asked him a question and the way he answered the question was well we're not what when he said she said how far into space are you looking he says well I don't know about space but we're looking into dimensions Uh And I thought that was very telling because, you know, people are not sure if dimensions are real or not. But here is Ambrose, now retired, saying that we're looking in dimensions. That was an eye-opener for me.
2: The Meyer material, you might – they talk about the breakthroughs that terrestrial scientists are having or will have and what they can't yet help them with because it would be used for weapons and stuff. They talk about – certain things pertaining to different dimensions and time space configurations which are above my pay grade that's not what I know much about and other things uh this is it's there they have impulsed many people in science fields they stopped because some of them started to try to turn things like the Germans did into weapons but they impulsed uh, primarily medical people and they've explained things to lay out enough thread and when they impulse It's not something the person knows. Somebody gets an idea, and then it's voluntary if they will follow up or not, and they will generally put out an impulse so that a number of scientists can grasp something. They want us to survive, but we're so hell-bent to destroy destroy ourselves, and if only there were enough people in the intelligence community who, because they know these agendas are to to, push the... Uh, you know weapons industry and all this stuff and so many people are just on a wagon they can't get off and unfortunately they takes humankind with them this and then if it's true i don't believe it if and it's i true. don't disbelieve. yeah if it's true that reincarnation is a fact of life we will all have uh, because cause and effect is we will all have the opportunity to taste the fruits of our labors in different lifetimes and not know who we were in the past for better for us. This is a, you pull the thread on the Meyer contacts, and you are going to the most important existential questions you could come up with. And when you read his books on the psyche and the might of the thoughts and fluidal energies and things that people think are paranormal and what ghosts and this and that and all this stuff, oh my gosh. It gets pretty it's pretty crazy,
0: you know. He also talks about the difference between the soul and the spirit. Yes, which is that's, pretty interesting. That's a whole, nother, that's it's a whole, whole other thing. show.
2: Look, I mean, it's so rich because we get liberated from having to believe anything, including what we're reading. We get to think, we get to think. And what Eric has done here, if I may say it, yes, by stepping up, is gotten us to think. Uh, you know, you've gotten me to try to recall things. Yeah, we appreciate that. that well, if this is what human beings should be doing with each other. You can call me names until the Costco home, but if you, you pick up the phone and say, hey, how are you doing? That's it, all I care about. I do not have, I don't carry grudges about anything, I, literally, truly. I offered to a, a skeptic who ended up lying about me I said, why don't you, we work together? On This was way back in the Silent Revolution of Truth. I gave him a whole segment in a film to try and prove his case that Meyer was hoaxing. Anybody wants, I'll send you the film for free. You just have to ask me for it. There's a whole section there. He couldn't do it. He ended up, after he made this whole section, he then had to publish something apologizing and say he retracts his claims. He retracts his claims <laughs> that Meyer hoaxed anything. So, and I don't, I still don't have anything against the guy. I think he did some sneaky stuff that didn't help humankind, but. Well, we we move on. We are all literally in this together, for better for worse, in different ways. You know, we'll have different experiences and all this stuff. But this is humankind. These people, if they're real and true, what they have gone through in their evolution, they've gone through it all and worse than what we've had. And they don't want to see us go into a place where we destroy ourselves.
0: Well, Eric, I, I, I hope that answered your questions there, and no, that was a good I'm glad conversation. you guys – I'm glad that, that yeah. we were
5: able to kind of have that. I appreciate right. you letting me have that time, Michael. I was very kind of – No
4: oh,
2: worries. Oh, my pleasure, and if you do get in touch with me, I, I would welcome it because I, I, there are things I can yeah. show you where you can uh, find it, and then you do it yourself if you want, you know. Uh,
5: I'm kind of given up on UFOs and uh, and conspiracy regarding you know all this BS of Lou Elizondo, and I'm into Bigfoot now. I'm I'm a Bigfoot researcher. <laughs> he shifted. Oh, you,
2: well, you know the play. Aaron said that's real too. And oh, and there was another. Oh, thing I'm glad just, to
5: hear that because I know he's real too. So we're on board with that one.
2: <laughs> and interesting, long ago he asked them about the uh, Loch Ness monster, and they uh, he had been shown it already. He sometimes asks questions just for the sake of people read the answers, but he was shown there's some plesiosaurs there in Blah blah blah, and I just recently saw a new article. Why scientists think that Pleiosaurs may be, you know, the, I mean, it's just one thing after another. I, we stopped posting a, I had 150 or something on that one page. We've got a hundred more in my blog, it keeps on going, and that's where, that's where you, a human being goes. Hey, wait a minute, how did he know this? Yes, and, and, it was and uh... Meyer. Meyer doesn't twist anybody's arm. He just smiles says, well, you know, figure it out. Again,
0: first. I'm glad you guys were able to come to I appreciate um, very much conclusion all here, and you guys me. are happy now. Um, Eric, thank you so much.
4: Yes, um, good night, guys. Take I'll care. Night. Good night.
0: Well, that was a great Thanks. call, and, of course, I'm seeing all this talk in the chat room about
2: AIDS and monkeypox, and sure enough, yeah, Billy sure. Meyer actually predicted he, AIDS. Oh, yeah, long ago. He explained it, and, you know, of course, then people made a silly Conspiracy out of it that wasn't, and uh, this was an originally a uh, virus that, uh, in its original form, was carried by a green-tailed monkey spe- species in Africa. There were Sodomitic. Or, or, I hope that's the right. I won't go trying to work that one out any further there was sodomy between human beings and monkeys then between those people because the virus was taking hold and mutating in humans passing it to each other and primarily it started being passed in that way now people can start to tell whatever they believe from conspiracy theories online you're free to do that sure this, here's a kicker for people that don't know, in the Meyer material, the origin of the coronavirus here that turned into COVID goes back to the mid-70s when a dis-completely humiliated let's put it, and discredited American went to China and met with Mao Zedong, the leader, for the purpose of creating a pathogen that he could then have directed against the American people to whom he had nothing but ill will because he was so angry at having been forced out of the presidency, Richard Nixon, not Bill Gates, Richard Nixon, Mao Zedong. And the evolution of this, it led to Meyer publishing information in 1989 foretelling the coming of a lung epidemic coming out of a a bioweapons lab in Guangdong, China, that occurred then, all those years later, uh, what what was it, 14 years later, whatever it was, uh, when the SARS came out of it and then Meyer also in November 2019 explained that this was a new iteration of the virus, it was developed in that lab in Wuhan, it was an accidental release which of course made perfect sense. Uh, this, it wasn't being done with the knowledge of the Chinese government. This was a secret lab, and I'm going to guess it was CIA. Uh, it was a secret lab, and just like they've been finding them in Ukraine, and it escaped when these uh, lab technicians caught it and went out into public, and then they get infected. They're spreading it. They're dying, and the Chinese are dropping like flies all over. It, it never got deliberately developed, delivered. Pardon me to the American population in the way foreseen and intended by. Richard Nixon and to Nazi Zedong.
0: You know, it's was kind of disappointed that I didn't, we didn't get to actually see people dropping in the streets when <laughs> um, it first happened. You know, we're watching all those videos that came from the CCP on Twitter. You're seeing you know, these people. Yeah, you're seeing these people. They were dropping. Yeah, they were dropping, yeah. but we never saw that in America. Right. It makes me wonder if those videos were, you know, manufactured.
2: Don't know. I, I can just tell you We that can only speculate. There are more things coming, and that some of them will fit in with what conspiracy theorists think is happening now. that it isn't quite yet, but there's a lot coming. The American people, oh, Billy Meyer was very clear about it. I'll just say this last thing, and you probably had enough. Yeah, we should probably uh,
0: yeah we should yeah. probably end it sooner. I had no in, idea we would go this long. I mean,
2: in two thousand six, I was visiting Billy Meyer in Switzerland. Out of the blue, I wanted to know the answer to this question. Billy, was the Iraq War fundamentally about oil? Oil, right? No. Meyer's very precise. Puts his finger up in the air. Fundamentally, he stops. It was about your dollar, and if things go a certain way, you may as well roll cigarettes with your paper money. Now, they are going that way, and in 2017, he foretold what's coming. And by the way, Bitcoin is, is going to crash terribly. It's already indicated, but he published that years ago, too. It's just a get-rich-quick scheme, and if there's going to be a digital currency, believe me, it won't be in the hands of private parties. But don't believe me. I'm sorry I said that. Yes, don't believe them. Just find out yourself. But but Meyer published a lot of information about the coming uh, global financial crash, and uh, he also said that uh, the American people will be dispossessed, and the government will turn the police and the military against the partly heavily armed populace, the American people, dispossessed. So watch out who or whatever you think you're voting for and whatever you think is going to save you. Um, The future here is not bright and shiny, and if it could have been changed, that's fine. It can be changed in small numbers for small people, those who wake up and decide to smell the coffee and start maybe studying some stuff. that's not absolutely,
0: absolutely. And hopefully Billy Meyer is wrong. He's been talking about World War III um, yeah. going down. let Let's hope that doesn't
2: manifest.: He's not the first prophet to describe it. That's true. Hanak or Enoch and after Enoch, Jeremiah Let's
0: hope they're all wrong.:
2: Well Jeremiah was very specific about it as well what becomes of this country, and okay, let's hope they're wrong, but let's do also uh, a little more than hope, or believe, or anything else, let's think, and be moved by you, you know, curiosity, recognition that this is truly about love, peace, freedom, and harmony for people. There is a worldwide peace meditation done a few times a month. It's done by the ETs on our behalf as well, that's the information. Anybody wants to contact me, they can get a free film and they can learn more about this. And if they don't want to contact me and they just want to go to the blog or the website, theyflyblog.com. Party on down. Have a good time and ask questions, post challenges.
0: Michael's all about it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Please go to theyflyblog.com for any more, um, for, for more information. And if you have any more questions, please go there. You can contact Michael yourself. And it'll be a good one. And Mr. Horn, I do want to thank you so much for being a part of the program. You know, it's always, it's always an honor, and you know, it's a big, it's a big deal for me. You know, I've been hearing you since I've been hearing you since I was a since little since you kid.
2: were a child. Since
0: I was a little kid, you know, when you were talking to Arn Bell, and,
2: <laughs> and that's why you call me Mr. Horn. That's right. Oh, only my child should call me. Mr. I I know
0: it's a habit, but you know, I I admire you a lot, Mr. Horn. <laughs> Mr. Deacon. Yes, and I have a lot of respect for you. And my God, I, I, ho- I hope a lot of more people go out there and check your stuff out and, and learn about Billy Meyer and, and all these sort of things. It's all very interesting. You can't roll out all these things with all the information that's out there. I guess all we can really do is just
2: sort of try to connect all the uh, pieces together in the larger puzzle. Yeah, and they can look on YouTube for my 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 channel is called they fly I think it shows is one word there they fly TV this TV and I thank you for the, this opportunity because um, I tell you this this turned into for me just a very gratifying experience I know because, it was fun right but, we took some yeah, calls yeah we're talking and... to each other as people this isn't any hierarchical thing whatsoever I want people to know about this and then do with it whatever they want to do that's all I could ask for it. Go find out. And then Billy Meyer talks about a snowball rolling down a hill, gathering, gathering momentum and mass that will take place slowly over time as the people learn and liberate themselves from beliefs, from religion, from politics, from any kind of enslavement where their own true power comes. And that which is called the secret sciences is once again... Revealed to us through the spiritual creation energy teaching, nothing to believe, and you get your own life back. As Billy said, the human being is the smith, the person who forges their own destiny, nobody else. So, there we are. I thank you for this opportunity. Yes, sir. Thank
0: you so much. And we'll do this again very soon, my friend.
2: Let's be sure to do that. You got it. Thank you. Take care, Mr. Horn. Take care, Mr. Deacon, and everyone. Salome. Good night. Good night.
0: And there he goes, boys and girls. That was my guest, Mr. Michael Horn. And, of course, I want to thank all of you out there for hanging out with me this evening. We were on for a very long time, almost close to four hours, nearly. That's a long time. It's a very long time. And thank you to Eric for calling in. And everyone else who called in, Anthony and... Steve out there in Canadia and that other gentleman who called in. We appreciate all of you out there. And of course, those of you who didn't get in today, um, we'll be back. We'll be back again and we'll do it again. And you can always call in. We love to hear from you. Save that number 424 666 Put it on your cell phone. Write it down on your hand. Write it down on a notepad on your computer or cell phone, whatever, whatever you got and definitely let us hear you we'd love to hear your little voice we would love that and of course special thanks to uh, the mods out there doing very very well we appreciate you thank you Jesus Christ you saved us from all the demons out there in the chat Um, I'm I'm joking we don't really have demons or anything like that but uh, and the mods really don't really do anything either Uh, those wondering no they stay back and let us all sort of uh, have, have a good time here and uh, flow like water. Pretty true. We just like to let it all loose here. And that's what we do. We do things a little bit different here. And hopefully tonight, those of you that are new will catch on and join us here. We talk about crazy things here on this program. We really do. Sometimes we are more serious and sometimes we are not very serious. Regardless. I want to thank all of you out there for hanging out with us here tonight. You can find this program on iTunes and Stitcher and all those other, all those other uh, venues out there. Just search the Michael Deacon program and you'll find me. You can even say my name three times in a dark room in front of a mirror and I might even show up. It's true. Try it. Try it tonight. And once again, don't forget if you are a hardcore fan of this program, and I say that with quotation marks, if you are a hardcore listener out there, please go to patreon.com forward slash Michael Deacon, and uh, that is where you'll find exclusive content. And of course, that's just for the hardcores out there, the very hardcores. Please go to michaeldeacon.com for further information, folks. That's where you want to go. It's all there, michaeldeacon.com. And uh, the chat room was amazing tonight. I was entertained by all of you you guys were great you really did a good job out there so once again that's michaeldeacon.com patreon.com forward slash michaeldeacon international listeners out there thank you so much for hanging out with us here and the first time listeners out there i hope you enjoyed this one it was a wild one and that's how we do it here it's a bit of a rattlesnake every now and then so i'm glad you guys sort of witnessed all that go down I have no idea what the future has in store for all of us, but I wish you well and safe no matter where you are on this island earth. And with that said, my name, in fact, is Michael Deacon, by the way, in case you forgot. Yes, it's Michael Deacon. And with that said, the world is a mysterious place and life itself is a mystery. Until next time, good night, everybody.
1: I'm sorry.